And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Old FanDuel model, essentially. So I'm going with Lindor here with a tiebreaker. Next up, Ramirez versus Rosario. Again, Ramirez going against the worst pitcher here. Bieber is a very good pitcher. You can tell by the Vegas totals here. Cleveland is a decent favorite here, so I'm rolling with Ramirez. Even though he has not been great this season, he is still the better hitter than Rosario. I don't care. He was near an MVP candidate last year. I'm going with Ramirez, who's getting the tiebreaker. Next up, Kron versus Polanco here. Bieber is better versus righties. This one was a bit of a tough one here, but I'm just going with Kron. It's the tiebreaker that kind of gets me. Polanco's probably the better batter. Has the platoon split, but I don't care. I'm rolling with Kron. All right, next prop is from the same game. It's a two or three out of three rapid fire, and it is a good one. All right, we have Kepler versus Rosario, total bases. Kepler, Rosario, kind of right on the same level. Rosario's been slightly better this season, but Kepler has been fantastic. Both have the platoon split, so I'm rolling with Kepler with the tiebreaker. Next up, Lindor versus Polanco. Again, Cleveland, higher implied team total of 4.74 compared to 4.26. Lindor, the better hitter here. RBIs and runs, fairly volatile category. Roll with the guy with the tiebreaker. Next up, Ramirez versus Sano. Bieber has a great K rate versus righties. Sano strikes out at a big rate versus righties. So roll with Ramirez. Again, higher implied team total over for Cleveland. Ramirez, better batter. Has the platoon split up to a decent extent. He is a switch hitter. But Snow has big splits versus righties and a huge K rate. Decent chance that Snow does not put the ball in play at all this game. I'm rolling with Ramirez. All right, next up, we have a two out of three rapid fire in the St. Louis game. All right, so Suarez versus Goldschmidt. I'm not going to lie. Goldschmidt is the better hitter. Don't care. Suarez going up against Cabrera. Goldschmidt going up against Castillo. Castillo is a fantastic pitcher this season. One of the best in the league here. Suarez is getting the tiebreaker. So slightly worse batter with a way better matchup here. I'm rolling with Suarez. Next up, Ozuna versus Carpenter. This one is pretty simple here. When Castillo has added that splitter to his repertoire, he has been great versus lefties. So I'm taking Ozuna knowing that he is probably better off than Carpenter. Castillo is bit a bit reverse splitsy here this season ozuna about as good of a hitter as carpenter is and is getting the tiebreaker next up puig versus vado here puig has a platoon split vado has not been good versus lefties this season so i'm rolling with puig it's that simple all right last up we have my last prop of the night but before we get to that don't forget to like and subscribe over on the youtube channel it lets you know exactly when these videos come out and you want to get these props in before anything changes. Pitchers can be scratched. Anything can happen. They try and keep these props up all day long. But sometimes an injury can completely change how the game is going to play out. So you want to get them in early. So like and subscribe. And leave it in your comments in the comment section. Any questions, anything you want to see, 
any of your favorite props. Just go ahead and leave them there. We'll try and get to you as soon as we can. But let's get to my last prop of the night. It is a two out of three over under in the St. Louis. All right, so first one, Castillo under 6.5 Ks. This one's an interesting one. Has been over 6 Ks in a few games. I know that there was a delay in the other one of the other games here, but this one's tough here. There are storms popping up around St. Louis. Roth currently has it at yellow, but things can change. Pop-ups are very unpredictable, so there's always a chance of delay. Plus, Castillo walking guys at 11% clip this year, and St. Louis walks at a really high rate. It's going to change his ability to go later on into the game. St. Louis, just a mediocre strikeout team. All these kind of make me think that I should roll with the under here. Four strikeouts. Next, Ozuna over 1.5 total bases. I know Castillo is good, but like I said, he might not go that late into the game. Great hitting weather over in Cincinnati. 80 degrees, really high humidity, and it's always a great ballpark here. So I'm going with the over 1.5 total bases. Votto, this one was a little bit tougher, but he currently has a minus 238 over 0.5 hits prop here. So that means heavily likely that he ends up getting a hit. Very likely he ends up getting walked. Cabrera had a 4.3 walks per nine in the minors. Big old walk right here. Votto knows how to draw walk, even versus lefties here. So I'm rolling with the over. I think he gets a single and a walk. And that's pretty much it. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed the videos. Good luck on all your props tonight. I will be back again later on this week, bringing you more props. So stay tuned for that. I'm out of here. See you, kids. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist. Hey, everyone.
everybody, and welcome to the Draft Show. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here with my buddy, Grant Niefer. How's it going over there, my man? Oh, it's going incredible. Wonderful day outside, and I'm stuck inside, which I prefer, because inside is better, because there's computers there. Um, but I'm, I'm doing pretty good. It's an interesting slate. Lots of different good pitching options. Lots of stuff to do. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah, man, uh, it's it's scary outside, Grant. We got to stay inside. We got to study some uh, MLB. We got to do our drafts. We got to do tons of different stuff. So I'm excited. You're excited. I think it's a really awesome slate. Tons of pitching, tons of hitting. We can dive in and kind of talk about the draft app here. And uh, if you guys want to jump in on these drafts, the whole plan with this show is we're going to run some drafts. About 10 people can join in. And if you give me a follow uh, at Mangone, it's M-A-N-G-O-N-E. Give me a follow there over on the draft app. I'm going to send over a draft and you guys jump on in and, uh, you know, win all the money. Uh, That's kind of how it works. So, Grant, we're going to fire up a draft here for this MLB slate. What do you want to name this bad boy? I don't know. I don't care. I'm, 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 not, I'm not the creative type. All right. How about this? Uh, we'll do a call back to the early show. No promos, man. No no promos here. We're no just promos. Ready. Pre-show content there, guys. You got to pay $7,000 a month for that. Yeah, that that's that's the good stuff. So no promos. Jump on in. Create. And we will kind of get on started with this draft uh, and check it out. So join on in the fun, guys. It's a good time. We got 10 people in here and it's starting to fill up. We got five of 10. That's awesome so far. Let's get five more in here and we'll have a good time. Um, we got NY Jets in there. A, a bunch of people I've seen in these drafts and uh, some red shields, some regular shields and, uh, you know, no shields. So it looks like it's a good time here in this draft. And I should probably turn my volume down. That'd be a good idea. Yeah, you should. All right, let's talk about this slate, Grant, because the number one thing I notice on this slate is pitching is loaded, man. Absolutely loaded on this one. Uh, break it down for me, man. How are you uh, kind of sifting through all these top arms? I mean, it literally just throw a dart, uh, figure out what you want to play based on their salary. We have Strasburg in a great strikeout spot. He's probably my top arm, but it, I'm worried a little bit about what ownership's going to be. Obviously, the White Sox strike out an incredibly high rate. And we have Blake Snell, who's less likely to go late into the game. Still an easy matchup. Still an elite, elite, elite swing strike rate. So he's in there. There's Bumgarner and Cindergard. A um, little bit of money coming in on the under there, which is interesting. I think that they're both very viable. People are always worried about Cindergard. He's probably going to go under own going against a not fantastic San Francisco team. And even though weather is favorable over there, I still don't think that either one of these guys is going to give up a whole lot of run production on either end. So both of them are interesting. And why am I forget? Oh, Ryu. I don't know about Ryu. I mean, this Diamondbacks team has been pretty darn good this year. And I need to pay attention because we are drafting. Um, but he's, I think, the guy that I'd probably be least likely to go with up at the top there. Yeah, but the one thing I will say about that Diamondbacks lineup is they've been a lot better against right-handed pitching rather than left-handed. So uh, I don't know. I would definitely take a look at Ryu as an interesting option. But again, it's loaded, uh, and I think ownership is really going to matter. Like, if you tell me Ryu is going to be very low-owned today, uh, I have some interest there. Uh, I think it's something I would definitely uh, check out. If you look, so far we got people going Strasburg uh, as the number one option, and he's the cash guy, right? I think on uh, FanDuel people are going to be considering him. DraftKings, they're going to be considering him as one of the top arms, and he's going to get a lot of ownership. So my question to you, Grant, is if he's going to be getting so much ownership and with so many arms in the slate, uh, what are you kind of doing with him? Are you going overweight, underweight, even with the field? Um, I'm 
going – whoever the highest-owned pitcher is, I'm for sure going underweight on. Um, it's just the smartest move to make every single day. If it's Strauss, then obviously there's some volatility there. Any given day, uh, the White Sox can beat up any pitcher. Right now, it looks like Snell's projected to be the highest-owned guy just because of the matchup there and the slight price savings. So I might, I might full-on fade Snell, to be honest. I mean, he's not, it's not that often that he's going to, like, just get a game that's going to absolutely destroy you. It'll happen occasionally, but not that often. Looking at ownership, I might have to go Ryu. Um, going to have a Rio and Paddock are the two lowest owned of the uh, aces outside of Castillo, who uh, I'm not, that's just not a great spot for him. Um, so I honestly, I might take in tournaments the position of fading Snell and Strauss. Yeah, another one that's going to get a lot of ownership is Syndergaard, actually. Uh, and I just took him in this draft. Uh, I kind of panic picked, but uh, I do think he is a fine option. And I'm going to go over to Kyle Schwarber now with my next pick. Love the Cubs today. We were talking a little bit pre-show. Cubs, actually, it looks like Ron Culpa is going to be the umpire, and that means it's going to be an extreme pitcher's umpire there, uh, which, you know, that's obviously not favorable for the Cubs bats and the Rockies bats. But, I mean, if you look at Kevin Kevin Ross weather edge tool. If you guys haven't checked that out, you know, give it a look because it's very helpful. Uh, it's absolutely awesome. Uh, you know, tons of runs are looking to be scored there and home runs. I could see Kyle Schwarber, you know, banging one out today. I like him here, and I definitely think a Cubs stack is definitely one I'm going to get give a give a very hard look to. Yeah, you know, the Cubs. I mean, it's just incredible weather. The pitcher umpire less of a concern for uh, Kyle Hendricks than it is, or for the Cubs than it is the Rockies. Hendricks, obviously, a guy that just good control gets a whole lot of ground ball ability so the wind is less of a factor for him than it is for Hoffman uh more power over on the Cubs side arguably when considering the matchup here I I'm I'm looking through things and I'm actually considering Hendricks now quite a bit considering the umpire he's just a guy that pretty elite versus lefties when it comes to strikeouts gives a little bit more volatility but the upside is much higher 27 percent K rate versus lefties on the year here. There's five of them in this lineup. I got to assume that Hendricks is going to come in at what? 1% ownership, you think? Oh, yeah. He's going to be very low owned. Not someone I'm looking to play. Uh, I get what your argument is, but I'm not too interested in that. But uh, we have another question about maybe a cheaper option that you might be considering today, Grant. Uh, Asking uh, from NY Jets, are you playing yourself some Ray Lowe tonight? Ray Lowe? Ronaldo Lopez. Oh, yeah. Um, that's an interesting one, just because of the price. Nationals, obviously, a sky-high total here, 5.45. And anytime you're thinking about rostering a White Sox pitcher, you got to incorporate into the Vegas total that they don't have a great bullpen here. Lopez, interesting guy that is a lot better versus righties than he is versus lefties. Three good lefties in the lineup, and Para, who's just mediocre. But both Soto and Adams strike out at a pretty high clip. Ronaldo Lopez, if the slider's on, if the control is there, then he can cruise through any lineup. He's got a bit of a pitcher's umpire here. So I think you have to consider Lopez pretty much anytime he's on the slate. I'm just worried about what his ownership's going to be. I think with that high of a total, he's likely not going to garner more than 7 to 8% ownership here. I think that Lopez is a good option anytime for GPPs and today considering you really want Snell, Strauss, or Ryu in your lineups here, you have to have a decent amount of uh, 
Ronaldo in your builds if you want to be a little bit off the board, get those good pitching and get some of those good bats. Yeah, definitely makes some sense there. I think he could be a cheap option that you can look to go to at pitcher on today's slate. Let's kind of keep diving in on some of these uh, more expensive arms. And I guess maybe we'll, we'll try and like rank them up for you. You got Snell, you got Strasburg. I mean, so many guys at the top, uh, you know, if you had to pick, name your like top three options. Uh, the guys at the top, it's Snell, it's Strauss, and it's Ryu. Yeah, is it, but is it that simple? Like, I mean, because Stra- yes. Syndergaard is like a really good option there. You got Bumgarner. Um, I guess from a point per dollar perspective, would you rather go to those guys? Like, or are you just thinking raw points? Uh, I need to make a pick. This is not good. Um, you got five seconds here, Grant. Um, uh, or Paddock. Yeah, I, 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 I was. I didn't know exactly what I was doing here in this draft. Honestly, I've done four mans, not ten mans, so it's a little bit confusing trying to figure out how everyone's going to react to these well, high totals here and pick which bats. How about this? Since we're on the topic of you doing the four mans, uh, if people are looking to play some four mans today, you, you got a strategy you can tell us? Have you finished all your four mans for the day? Uh, yeah, just literally fade arms like literally just take the last arm there are four more than good enough arms on this slate oh Rayu was on there i didn't oh gosh i didn't even notice well that's what you get for not paying attention i don't care though it's only five bucks um yeah so it's it's get the cubs uh get cubs bets realistically you have more than enough good options here it gets a little bit thin in the outfield i think you only have schwarber in there because bryant rizzo and baez are all infielders so you go infielder, infielder for the Cubs. And if you can get Schwarber, that's great. If not, then you double stack it with one of these high total games with multiple outfielders. The Brewers have both Kane and Yelich. Um, the Rays have Garcia, Pham, and Meadows, all very good options against Carpenter, who's trash. Uh, you can go with any of these big teams. Like Lopez, much for, worse versus lefties. Going a little Soto Eaton stack is not a bad idea. Like it's a 2-2 stack, and you try and immediately get two cubs if you can if you can't get two cubs you get rizzo you get Baez, you get um what's his name bryant with your first pick if any of them are available and you go from there yeah and i'm tilted someone just took soto and i was hoping to take soto and go trey turner maybe start a little national stack but you know what i'm just gonna go with uh turner i'll go with ben and Tendi, two guys that'll be batting uh first likely in their lineups and that seems like a pretty good route to go um one guy I saw that might be in the Cubs lineup that I kind of wanted to mention that could be a cheap value around the industry is Carlos Gomez. If he's batting a fifth, that could be a really interesting option that we can look to. So uh, something that's worth noting. I'm pulling up lineups now to see if there's anything, uh, you know, any extreme value plays that are popping out that we didn't expect today. Um, and it doesn't look like there's anything big or crazy with that. Um, have you seen anything with lineups uh, so far today, Grant? No, no, nothing. I mean, pretty much everywhere it's what you expect. I mean, we only have eight nine lineups here the only interesting part is the pirates without bell and without blanco in there and that just gives a huge upgrade to freed um he is a very good pitcher very good ground ball control so you're not really worried about home runs here in this ballpark in pittsburgh with a lefty on the mound because pittsburgh's better for lefty bats than it is for righty so with a lefty going up against pittsburgh here and they're going very righty dominant that just means the ground ball control is going to be even more important it's going to make sure that he shouldn't give up a home run pretty much all game long. It's just going to come down to Babbitt, and there's really not a lot of hard contact in this Pittsburgh lineup here. And looking all the way up and down with the current lineup here, let me refresh because I did not refresh to play IQ, but it looks terrible. Almost no one with any power in this entire game here. 
Uh, there's Reynolds, who has, in a 36-plate appearance sample size, only 294 ISO, looking all the way through the rest of them. Um, that's weird. Uh, just got a random message on Slack, but looking through all of them, Ozuna's fine, but no one has a whole lot of power here. Not a whole lot of Ks, but Free can strike out anyone regardless. It should regress more towards me, the 21% K rate here, with Tucker at the bottom kind of anchoring that high K rate. So I really like Freed. It's just another thing where I'm worried about ownership on him. And as of right now, our projections have him moderately owned, but not a huge amount of ownership because Eikhoff is probably going to garner the majority of it. But with the extreme hitters umpire, the San Diego team, Eikhoff has extreme righty splits. Like he crushes righty, gets crushed by lefties, and obviously the San Diego lineup all the way up and down, huge amount of righties here. But they do actually have some power. They can beat up on pretty much any pitcher here. I'm just trying to keep in mind when my pick is. They can beat up on any pitcher here. The strikeout rate, similar to righties and lefties, but a lot more ground balls. Everyone, every righty in this lineup has the ability to crush the ball and hit it out of the park here. You look at the hard hit rates, two through two through eight, all over 36% hard hit rate. Some as high as 50. I honestly think one of the best tournament moves is to stack the Padres tonight. It sounds like a sounds like a good like large uh, field GPP uh, kind of move that you could definitely go to. Um, I'm blanking. I had something. Oh, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to talk about the YouTube chat. Uh, we have we have, we have a question from there, Grant. And before that, let's talk about uh, YouTube. Head on over there, guys. Like and subscribe, please, uh, if you can. Uh, I know we're saying no promos, but guys, just hit us with the click like and subscribe. We won't jam it down your throat. If you do that for us once, then we don't have to talk about it again. So just do it now. Hit the like and subscribe, and we'll be nice and happy. But we have a YouTube question, right, Grant? And I uh, kind of wanted to get to it. It's Baltimore stack today. Uh, any interest in that, Grant, on this pretty big slate? I think it's one we can stay away from. Oh, no, disagree. Smiley's terrible. There's actually some power in this Baltimore lineup now. The weather conditions are good. They aren't great, but they're good. And I think the way that they change that stadium a little bit, it just makes them fairly good. Dew point, not as high as I'd like, but still 87-degree weather out there. Uh, they're going up against Smiley, who's horrible. His cutter is not what it used to be, which – he used to be able to create a whole lot of soft contact or some ground balls with it not happening anymore. So now we have all these uh, Baltimore bats that this is similar to their ballpark in terms of the amount of power that or home runs that you can actually create. So all these bats with the ability to hit the ball out of the ballpark are now very much in play. Plus the Texas bullpen isn't fantastic. So Nunez, Mancini, uh, both of them can crush the ball. We have Broxton that's hopefully going to be in the lineup. And no one's going to play him. He has the ability to just destroy anyone. And he's going up against a like mediocre K pitcher here. So I really like this Baltimore stack. And Vegas is kind of there with me. More money coming in on the Texas side. More money coming in on the under, I believe. And the line is moving a bit in the other directions there. I think that before this game starts, the line moves up to probably 12 and I think it goes more towards the Baltimore side. Or not 12, sorry, 11, not 12. Fair enough. I get it. That Baltimore bats, they do have some more power, and I know Smiley's bad, but I don't know. There's I'm more of a one-lineup guy, but I get it. it that makes some more sense to some large field GPPs. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we had another question that I wanted to get to. Oh, yeah, Chase Anderson was the question on FanDuel. Any interest in him? Because we don't have a lot of cheap arms on this slate. Uh, there's a lot of guys that spend up for it. Do you have any interest in a guy like Chase Anderson? 
No, Chase Anderson isn't very good. The Marlins aren't nearly as bad as a team as other people think. They're not good by any means, but they're not as bad. They're not one we want to pick on as much outside of their home ballpark. They're obviously playing over in Milwaukee. A bit, bit of an upgrade. Granted, it's better for lefty bats. And Miami's mostly right-handed dominant. Um, but Chase Anderson, he really struggles with control to righties. And there's a decent amount of walks in this lineup. Giving up a 43% hard hit rate here with just decent fly balls, but they're going to be putting the ball in play. I think he gets batted like crazy here, gets a little wild with the walks, and he's going to have a lot of base runners here. I don't think that Chase Anderson's a good play on this slate. I'm going to stay away from him entirely. Darn it, fam's out of the lineup. That's not great, um, considering I just drafted him. But Chase Anderson, I'm staying away. Grant, I'm going to look at Vandal pricing. I haven't gotten to it yet today, um, but he's probably super cheap over there. I just don't think it's worth it. Yeah, I want to see that Tampa lineup. That's one that I absolutely love today. I think Tampa is a really good stack that I would definitely get behind. So big fan of the Tampa Bay Rays today. Um, Grant, let's kind of go over these teams. We're going to go over the teams without the red badge. So there's four teams that we can go over. I'll hit the first one. It's Luistro's team. He's got Max Freed, who you talked about as an interesting option. And Pirates have been bad against lefties this season. I think Freed is a really good option that you can go to. And then he's got two of the race. He's got Garcia and Meadows, who I'm assuming are both in the lineup. Then you got Bias, who's a great option out of the, uh, you know, the Cubs game with the wind blowing out. And Bregman. And, I mean, dude, Bregman is just awesome. It seems like he prints every single day. So, really like that team that Luistro put up. Grant, can you break down Dan Kramer's team for me? Three Cubs, all of which with power, paired with Tanaka and Hicks. Hicks in a high total game. Um, Tanaka going up against a susceptible Toronto lineup with decent K numbers here. Worried about him going later on to the game, but that doesn't really matter too much. They have a 3.7 side total. He has the best team here, and it's not necessarily close. Yep, that team is pretty good. Definitely like the construction of that. Before we get to these last two teams, I just want to go through the Rays lineup because, again, I think it's a good team. Uh, you got Diaz, you got Garcia, Meadows, Arroyo, Adames, Zaninu, Kiermaier, Heredia, and Robertson. Grant, this is a team that, like, when you look at it, it's not sexy to play, right, putting five guys in. But I still think this Rays team goes pretty underlooked uh, at, or overlooked at the, uh, you know, with Ryan Carpenter in there. Bad lefty pitcher, all those really good righties there at the top. And even a guy like Austin Meadows, he's pricey and he's a lefty versus lefty. People just don't want to play that when they should. Uh, what do you think about this Rays team today? Love him. Absolutely love him. Carpenter may be, might be one of the worst pitchers in the entire league. Rays often overlooked, getting a big ballpark upgrade here. Carpenter, decently big splits. Um, we don't have a huge sample size, but looking at his pitch type, he is a guy that, and now I can swap out Tam, 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 Uh, but looking at his pitch type, he should be much better versus lefties than he is versus righties. Like, should be an extreme splits, guys, and we have seven righties in this lineup. Lots of them have power. Um, they're cheaply priced over on FanDuel. They're moderately priced at the bottom over on DK. Adamas is one of my favorite plays. I really, really like these Rays bats today. Yep, definitely think they bring some value. Uh, you know, I definitely think it's a really good team to stack up because, again, playing five Rays just doesn't seem like that's something that people will love to do today. Let's head on over and look at Flores' team. 
He's got Ryu at the top, who I think is a really good option in tournaments. Definitely like Ryu today. I think he's got a lot of upside. He's pitched phenomenal this season. Then he's got two Colorado guys in Story and Dahl, who are not my favorite today, but, you know, I get why you could do that today. And then Gary Sanchez, you know, growing against a lefty, lefty masher Gary Sanchez. He's been having a great season. And Mancini in a pretty good spot against the lefty. So don't hate that team. Think there's better teams on the board, but still think he did a fine job with that team. Grant, break down NY Jets team for us. Um. It's all right. It's not great. I mean, Arizona pitcher, what's his name? I can't even remember. Is not great. Obviously, a little decent splits here. So taking the lefties and Muncie and Bellinger is good. Bogart, Betts, both in good hitting conditions. Sparkman's not very good. Grand way worse to lefties, but just horrible to both sides of the plate. So that's fine. I'm not a big fan of Erod today. Like I said, there's actually decent hitting conditions over in KC, which strangely enough has been one of the best ballparks for home runs this season. Two points super high, decent uh, heat out there, and wind blowing out to left field. I don't think Erod was a good choice. He's not the same guy this year, um, but his hitting is good. It's just I worry about Erod, which I guess he might have just been stuck with him at the end. Yeah, he could have got stuck with him, but I I like how he got those Red Sox in there. I think they're a really good stack today. Uh, Definitely a fan of that. Like, if I told you you were were, uh, a hitter, Grant, and the guy pitching against you, his name was Glenn, would you be scared of him? I I wouldn't be scared of a dude named Glenn, right? Uh, So – uh, I think Glenn's like a nice guy name. So I think the Red Sox. I'm just thinking that. I'm guessing you watched The Walking Dead, didn't you? No, I haven't. But it just seems like that. I know a guy named Glenn, really nice dude. But uh, I don't know. I think the Red Sox rough him up. Uh, I don't think Sparkman's any good looking at his numbers. I'm not a fan. And uh, you know, good good note by you. Obviously, saying that the Kansas City Park has been one of the best for home runs. It's optimal hitting weather. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Red Sox today. I think that they're a really good stack. And uh, what do you know? If you look at my team on here, I got a couple Red Sox. I got Ben and and I got Devin. So um, let's head on over. Let's do another draft grant for the people, since I know they want to get in on these fun drafts. You want to do a hitters only or do another regular one? Let's do a hitters only. All right. Hitters only. Let's jump on in. Let's see. Batman. All right. We're jumping in in three, two, one, Go. Jump on in and we'll get back to some, we'll get back to some questions. Jump on in guys. Uh, You know, throw questions in, throw them in from the YouTube chat. Uh, If you guys could do that, our awesome producer, uh, Devin, he is grabbing questions from the YouTube chat. And we have one here right now. It is which team has a more favorable matchup, the Yankees or the Rays? I lean the Rays. What about you, Grant? I am slightly leaning the Rays. Rashard is super interesting right now. Walking everyone, um, not a huge sample size, but he's getting a bunch of ground balls. Kind of seems to be the MO with most of these Toronto pitchers. Gets ground balls, but has trouble with control. Looking all the way back to the beginning of last season where we get a bigger sample size, extreme ground ball pitcher. He will walk, but he won't strike out a lot of guys. Looking at the fly ball rates, we do have Voight, Sanchez, Hicks, and Torres, which are all in decent spots just because of their ability to get the ball up in the air and hit the ball hard. But I'm not terribly worried about uh, Richard in terms of giving up a bunch of fantasy points. Um, Carpenter on the other side here, he's in a much, much worse spot going up against, or he's a much worse pitcher in terms of fantasy production against. Gives up a lot of fly balls, a a lot of hard contact, doesn't strike anyone out, doesn't really walk too many guys, but just terrible stuff and should have some pretty extreme splits. Giving up a 311 ISO 
to righties so far this year, 152 plate appearance sample size. That's massive. And we have guys who can hit the ball out of the park versus lefties all the way up and down the lineup. I'm real heavy on Tampa Bay today. I might be alone, but I would much rather take them than the Yankees. Yep, I agree with you. I would I would do the same, Grant. I, I'm definitely on board with the Rays today. Like them a lot. And the first pick in the draft, uh, you know, they didn't make a pick, uh, so they got Bellinger the first pick overall. Grant, uh, you know that 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 Dodgers team they got a pretty nice total at five point six six. So you know, no one's gonna doubt you if you take Bellinger as the first pick. That's fine. And then Mr. Remote, he went with Yelich. Uh, have any interest in Yelich and the Brewers today? I mean, you have interest in Yelich and the Brewers every single day. They're playing at home. Lopez is actually a decent pitcher the problem is he's more of a good pitcher in his home ballpark a lot of those miami guys they pitch to how they should in their ballpark he gives up a decent amount of hard contact nothing to be overly excited about and doesn't give up too many ground balls but he changes things up a little bit as do all the pitchers they're in a different ballpark here milwaukee obviously great for lefty power shaw's probably back in the lineup which just gives up more power here i'm a little bit worried about it so I'm more on the side of Milwaukee than I am on Lopez, but I'm not as high on Milwaukee as a lot of these other teams. We have seven teams with over a five implied total, and I would rather go with multiple of them before I went with Milwaukee. Yep, I went with, uh, you know, I just went, I got uh, Chris Bryant. We got other Cubs that went, Baez and Rizzo. Um, we also had uh, D-Train. He's in the chat. He went with uh, Mookie Betts. And uh, again, I like the I like the Red Sox today. I don't know if you looked at Plate IQ too much today, Grant, but do you know who like the team is that's popping the most probably on Plate IQ? Like when you pull it up and you look at the top guys and, and the hitters, which hitters are popping up that, you know, might be surprising? Um, I don't know, probably Red Sox apparently. Well, Red Sox is one of them, but the other one is the Rays. Again, we talked about it, but I did want to mention this and forgot that we had family. How, how that surprised me? I've been on the Rays this entire show. No, I just think it's surprising, right? Like, Grant, if I told you to look at this slate, and I know Carpenter's not the greatest, but you looked at the slate as a whole, you would think it was the Cubs guys were popping, right? Um, and you think it's shocking that it's the Rays guys, and that's just very interesting. So Fam is at the top, but he's not in the lineup. You got Diaz, Garcia, tons of guys over there, and the Red Sox are another one that, that's popping too. Ben Intendi, you got him as the number four option on plate IQ. You got Devers at six, so – uh, bets he's down there I think he's like maybe nine or ten there on the list so Red Sox are another team Grant that's popping too that I really really like yeah I mean played IQ I'm not surprised that the Cubs aren't in there because it's not an overwhelmingly good matchup it's more about the stadium the wind blowing out the fact that it's old and turns lucky hits into home runs or pop outs into home runs here so the Cubs aren't really someone that stands out that much and looking at Hoffman's actual pitching ability through the minors and the limited amount in the majors is drastically different obviously he plays over in Coors which hinders him quite a bit he has a curveball which is not going to be effective over Coors maybe more effective over in something like Chicago uh, but yeah it's not surprising that they don't stand off the page for plate IQ whereas the Rays are going up against again quite possibly the worst pitcher in the majors with some pretty extreme splits that court the plate IQ would incorporate and they have a terrible bullpen. So I'm not surprised that every single raised bat is just jumping off the page because they're all righties against the bad left. Perfect. I got another YouTube question. And guys, if you want to ask questions, any type of questions, uh, we're happy to answer them. So throw them in in the YouTube chat. Throw them in a regular Rotor Garner chat. We're happy to answer them for you. Um, what about Smeltzer? Uh, good pitcher or bad pitcher? What are you thinking today, Grant? 
He's got good control, but he's not a great pitcher. Um, I know that he has a four, what is it, 40% K rate so far on the season. Is that right? Um, but this Cleveland team, they're better than a lot of people realize. I know they have not been good this season, but they're in for some positive regression here. They've got some guys with power going up against a pitcher that, yes, he has a good changeup, which will help him out against righties. Um, but if that curveball's hanging occasionally, then they're going to take it out of the ballpark. Throws a lo- decent amount of strikes here. I think that he's going to get destroyed today. I have zero interest in Smeltzer, but I know that some smart people are actually on him. All right. Um, let's see. More YouTube chat questions. No love for Cincinnati. Uh, if you look at uh, Ross Weatheredge, so that's another one that's got a pretty nice uh, total for the home runs and runs. Uh, what do you think of Cincinnati in that Cardinals game in general? It's decent weather for hitting. Um, I know we were a little bit worried about weather earlier. I think Roth said it's probably going to be fine, but to wait later. Uh, Genesis Cabrera is just an all right pitcher. I'm not a huge fan of a lot of these uh, Cincinnati bats, and more of the money is going over on the call or the Cardinals side. Castillo, very good pitcher though, so it worries me. I don't know exactly what to do with this game. I might end up fading it. Castillo always has upside, but I don't know if I really want to go there. I don't have a strong take on either side. I'm probably just staying away from this game entirely. That's, uh, I mean, that's, it's tough. I, I mean, I'll tell you, Russell has been awesome. Uh, I, I think I'll probably stay away from the Cardinals side more. So I like the, uh, the Cincy side a little bit though. Uh, I wouldn't mind getting some stacks of them. Uh, the Cardinals are the scary part, right? Because Castillo, he can be really awesome. Um, and Grant, man, th- these Rays are going late, man. I just got Yandy Diaz, uh, you know, this late in the draft. I feel pretty good about that. Feeling pretty good about my team overall. How about you? How's your team looking so far in these drafts? I mean, I'll tell you in about four seconds. I it see. Well, you, now it's looking less good. Great. You and D-Train are fighting over the same stack right now, man. Yeah, this isn't great. Oh, gosh, I don't know what to do now. I guess son of a biscuit. I don't know what to do here. Um, Freeman it is. Uh, yeah, I, I was hoping that I would get Bogarts there, and so I'd have Martinez, Benintendi, and Bogarts. Just didn't really work out that way. I'm not happy about it, but worst things in my life have happened. Yeah, so I decided to go with Freeman, who is in a decent spot, versus Brault, who is not a very good pitcher, but we'll see how it goes. I still think you're fine with two. I still think you can uh, get away with that. And uh, I don't know what happened now, but my, I don't know. I think the screen share just died again for some reason. I got to fix that right now. But uh, I have another YouTube question I want to get to. Baltimore stack or Chicago stack? You got to pick one, Grant. What are you doing? I mean, if we're just talking about raw runs, raw fantasy points, it's very, very clearly Chicago. Um, But Baltimore is going to be pretty badly. Huh? Baltimore is going to be pretty badly overlooked. Uh, I think, like I said, the implied team total should go up before lock. And I think that Baltimore has enough power to really just destroy Smiley here in that Texas bullpen. So I'm more on Baltimore for bigger field tournaments. If you're doing like a 10-man or a 100-man tournament, then there's enough power in this Cubs line where you go with them. Yeah, I definitely lean Cubs. That'd be the way I go. Um, here's another YouTube chat question. Are the Yankees going overlooked? We talked about them a little bit, but how would you approach them today? Overlooked is kind of a relative term. There's been more home runs, I think, at Toronto than there has been anywhere else in the majors this year. And Richard, like I said, big ground ball guy. 
which doesn't help for fantasy points unless they end up getting a terrible Toronto bullpen arm. Uh, but he gives up a lot of walks and he'll give up a lot of runs, but it's not really going to completely correlate to fantasy production. I think that they're going to go overlooked in the fact that so many teams are going to go overlooked. Teams with over a five implied team total, Washington, New York, Rays, um, Milwaukee, Chicago, Texas, Baltimore is fairly close, Red Sox, Dodgers. Um, there's teams all the way up and down. So you're going to get Yankees at 4 or 5% ownership outside of Sanchez who will probably be heavily owned. I don't know if they're getting overlooked because every team's going to be like that. All righty. Uh, let's see. We got the drafts going on. Let's see how some of these teams are looking. Let's take a look and see what Devin did. I'm trying to scroll over now and see. All right, Devin's got Devin's got a pretty nice team going. Not the, not the stack you want to get to, but uh, it's tough to stack in these great. I feel like people are getting sharper, right? Um, I mean, Chet's always been kind of, kind of sharp in these draft shows. I mean, we've been, we did them for an entire year and like people would watch them. People played on drafts. We have good information out there. You can realistically just go over to starting lines page, find the highest total game, stack from that, or just go off the projections model and find the top bats there. It's, it's not surprising what they're doing. And there's some intelligent people outside of that Devin guy. Yeah, that Devin guy, you know, he's just, uh, you know, he's all right, though. He, he, he can get it done. I'm sure he's done pretty well in the draft. Um, let's kind of dive in and keep looking at some of these teams that we have here. Let's see what Hot Rog Fingers is doing. He's got Acuna. He's got Muncy, Meadows, and Bregman. Again, not a stack. I'm trying to find a stack here. Have you seen one yet? Um, I don't. It's tough to do a full stack here because people keep swooping in on other ones. There's just enough teams where in a 10-man draft, unless you're going with something like, the Padres or the A's or something like that. And there's not going to be a whole lot of stacking ability. Surprising. No one's gone for the Dodgers so far. Um, someone take Ridley. Gosh, darn it. Oh man. Everyone keeps taking my picks. Oh gosh. Who do I go with here? I have no idea. Um, Elvis. Uh, I mean, yeah, you can always go with the guy at the top. Like VR, you like some Baltimore today. He'll probably be hitting towards the top, but Elvis is fine too. I don't hate that. So it's interesting with the Rangers, Bundy always been a guy that is very much like normal splits and it's completely changed this year. He's been throwing his changeup a lot more often, getting soft contact to lefties. So the ball's not leaving the park. 2.6 home run per nine for righties, 1.09 for lefties here. Um, he's not striking out lefties at nearly clip, nearly the clip, trying to get soft contact here. And then righties, he's getting huge strikeouts. Still has one of the highest swinging strike rates in the league. Um, and he's striking out righties at a decent clip. But there's not a whole lot of righties in this lineup here. And the lefties actually strike out at a decent rate. I'm liking Bundy Day, even though he's going up against a 5.58 team total. Um, outside of Pence, not really a whole lot of bats worry me here. I'm going to use Pence as a one-off, but I'm using some Bundy today, which is with a little little ballsy so we'll see how that goes yeah if you guys want to get in on these drafts we'll do one more we got about 13 minutes uh head on over give me a follow it's mangone you type in m-a-n-g-o-n-e and you give me a follow and you can get in on the drafts if you haven't ever joined uh you know download draft on your phone and use the code grinders and you can get on in on these drafts with us it's a lot of fun grant 
Uh, let's do one more draft. Uh, how do you want to do this? You want to do a six man? What, what kind do you want to do? Pitchers only? It's, it's a pretty heavy pitchers day. Yeah, I guess we can do pitchers only. That's fine with me. That'll be interesting. Let's do it pitchers only. We'll only do six people. We'll we'll uh, we'll limit it a little bit, and this will be fun. What do you want to name it? We don't want to let people know it's pitchers only. What do you want to name this thing? Hitters only. Let's name it pitchers only. Grant, that's that, that defeats the purchase. I don't think people will join them, but we'll see what happens. Pitchers we only. Six people. We need four other people. If we don't get four, then who cares? All right, three, two, one, go. Pitchers only. We haven't done this in a while. This will be interesting. Uh, I'm assuming we have enough guys to, to make this work, uh, right? It's 15 Yeah, we games. filled in five seconds. You were worried. Yeah, we have uh, 15 games, so exactly 30 pitchers. And so someone's getting stuck with Hoffman. Someone's getting stuck with Smiley. Something. Someone's getting stuck stuck with carpenter it's it's going to be fun towards the end well here's the beauty of the draft grant like i should be happy right number one pick i get strasburg uh not so fast i'm probably getting one of those duds i mean the way the snake drafts work is you're not getting one of the last four pitchers you want first pick in this oh yeah you're right i was thinking i'm yeah, you're right. I was thinking I was getting that. So maybe I'm uh man, maybe I'm set. Maybe this is actually be perfect as the uh as this one. Let's see. We got Mr. Me mode. Uh he said, enjoy the rake. Last and this is awful. Yeah, I was thinking that my spot would be bad, but yeah, he's right. Uh his spot is worse. That's not gonna look at look so good for Yeah, yeah, no, he's me and him are paying the rake. Um yeah, I'm honestly honestly consider getting a guy like I don't know, just a random relief pitcher instead of going with uh, Genesis or Brault or Hoffman or Sparkman. Oh, gosh, it is ugly at the bottom of this draft. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun when we get to the last round. Can't wait to see that. Uh, can't wait to see what Mr. Mimo's team looks like at the end. We'll definitely have to take a look at his team and see what it what it shape it out to be. Uh, Grant, what, what have we not talked about? You got anything that uh, is on your mind for this slate that we haven't discussed yet? I mean, I think we've gone through most of the stuff. Um, just some soup or moderately off the board stacks. I already talked a little bit about um, the Padres. Again, I got pretty extreme splits to lefties compared to righties. Has been regressing in the wrong direction for a bit now. Start off the year just crushing. Still not bad numbers versus righties, though. That has not changed at all, but giving up enough hard contact where I think that this power, uh, let's see who's on the board. Um, the power in this uh, Padres team with Fran Mill, with Renfro, with Machado, all of them can just destroy Eikhoff. I'm probably going to go very heavy on the Padres the more and more I think about it. That's interesting because that's not a team that was on my radar much today. So It's on uh, no one's radar. Yeah, definitely not. People are not going to be looking that way too much. And uh, you guys see your buddy Thor is lurking in the background, having a good time. Huh? I'm, yeah, I'm not... he's always sitting right next to me during the show. Yeah, man. Uh, he's got to be here for the show too, right? Because Thor is pitching today. It's uh, it, it's perfect there. But um, let's look and see if there's any pitchers that we haven't discussed here. Down deep in the mud that we like. I mean, you talked about Lopez a little bit, Ronaldo. I mean, Pablo, he's been pretty solid this season, but he gets Milwaukee. I don't know. That kind of scares me, that matchup. Um, you know, Genesis is terrible. Yeah, man. Like, I don't know what cheap option I would go to. Maybe you go to Hater against the, the uh, Miami down here at the end. That wouldn't be a terrible route, right? Yeah. It's not horrible, but, I mean, it, just look. It, any bad pitcher outside of, like, Hoffman 
if they have any strikeout ability, then they're still worth taking. I don't know. It's it's going to be tough trying to decide between Sparkman, Brault, Hoffman, Clark, and just completely punting with a relief pitcher. But you want more upside any given day. Any of those bottom four pitchers can still end up with a reasonable um, outcome. So in a pitchers-only tournament where you need some uh, some upside, most of the time you're going to end up with positive points. Yeah, that, that, that's totally fair. There, um, let's look at the top uh, picks that were made in this draft. So we went Strasburg first, then it went Snell, Syndergaard, Bumgarner, Paddock, Ryu. Interesting. What do you think about Bumgarner going before Ryu and even Paddock going? You yeah, Paddock no, I keep Ryu. I could, the problem is Ryu. FYI, if you're doing drafts, Ryu is the easiest guy to get. He's only at 11.2 projection because they incorporate too much into his past, a little bit last season where he wasn't as dominant, but he is the most dominant or one of the most dominant pitchers in the majors right now. Um, the lower projection always means he gets overlooked. So getting him is, is a great deal um, in pretty much any draft because – like people go by projections. People don't notice that he's the top option available after the first two guys go off the board, but he's ranked as the eighth best pitcher on the slate, according to their projections. All righty. And oh man, I was hoping Pablo Lopez would maybe get back to me. Maybe Ronaldo probably won't. You'll probably take him. I don't know what I'm going to be dealt with. And uh, T Covey in chat, he's saying uh, Mangone's team is going to be stacked. You better believe it, man. Uh, that, that one pick is looking pretty nice for me. So hoping that will hang on. We'll have to see how it all shapes out. I wanted Bundy there. Thanks, Memo. You always do this to me. Well, Bundy is upside, right? Like, that's the thing I guess that's nice around here. Like, you are shooting for first here, and Bundy's got the upside to, to kind of get you there. So I kind of like the Bundy call. What do you think about him on, like, uh, you know, salary formats? Any interest in him as a cheap guy? again, like, if you pull up the salaries today, like, looking at the pitchers, I mean, it's ugly. Like, underneath Freed on DK, 7,800. Like, Freed's probably my favorite from 7,800 and below. But after that, man, it gets kind of ugly. So Bundy, I love on FanDuel. I love Bundy on FanDuel. Only 7-5 over there. I mean, same price on DraftKings, but salary is a little bit more important on FanDuel when you have the bats that are on this slate here. Again, like I said, a lot less Ks to lefties, but just doesn't give up bombs to lefties. And this Texas lineup is full of them. Throwing that change up a lot, getting soft contact or ground balls with it, getting pitchers off balance here. But a lot of these lefties... Chu, Santana, Adur, Guzman, all of them strike out versus righties at a pretty high clip. And looking at their uh, numbers against change-ups against righties, all of them whiff at a decent clip here. So the strikeout upside is there, and there's actually less downside than there normally is with Bundy. He can go late into the game. He isn't walking guys nearly enough. Again, he's pitching to contact a lot with lefties. I really, really like Bundy over on FanDuel. Jeez, yeah, Grant, this is getting ugly, man. I'm looking at these pitchers trying to figure out what to do. I think I'm going Clayton Richard. Oh, man, this is not pretty right now. Down Honestly, here. the fifth and sixth pick isn't too bad. Me and Mimo got four decent pitchers. We don't have the stuff like the eight. Well, we get an ace, and we get three decent ones. Um, you're stuck with just absolute trash for your last two picks. Yeah, I'm stuck with two duds, man. Uh, I don't know what to do. Oh, gosh. Oh, this is not good, Grant. I guess we're going with uh, Brault and praying. Hope for the best. Yeah, is more pitching today for the Mariners? I'm still not sure. I haven't looked into the Astros game too much because we don't have a line for it yet. 
because I'm not certain who's pitching. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see what what you and me mode are going to get left with, man. Like, so I'm Hoff- left with Clark. I'm left with Clark or Hoffman. So what is Mean Mode going to do? I'm guessing Hater or one of these pitchers, uh, the the relievers. Yeah, it's more even in the player pool. More is not even in the player pool, so he's stuck with a relief pitcher. Yeah, good luck with that. I mean, hey, I might get some negatives out of the two guys I got. That was the problem with my team. So uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. Look, NY Jets took Hater over Hoffman and Sparkman and Clark. So maybe Mimo just got bailed out. Yeah, I mean, or maybe he just got screwed. Who knows? Uh, do I want Clark or do I want Sparkman? I'm going Clark. Yeah, geez, it is, yeah, it's ugly down here. And I, I'm assuming Mean Mode goes Sparkman, and I'm sure he's – you know, not too mad about it compared to what he could have been dealt. Uh, so we'll have to see what he ends up taking here. We got five more minutes, guys. If you have any questions, fire them in. Uh, Devin, if you got any YouTube chat questions, we are happy to take those as well. Uh, maybe we'll do one of those. Uh, it's not a draft, but it's like, uh, dream team. yeah, the dream team formats. Let's do one of those grants. It's been a while since I've done the dream teams. Let's see. So if you haven't checked this guys, uh, this out, guys, the dream teams, where are they? Are they different uh, locations? Let's see. There's scroll, go to MLB, scroll down. Okay. You were asking earlier about how to do hitters only drafts. You have to create them. Um, they're not in the lobby because there's not a high enough demand for them yet. Uh, so you just create one and hope that other people join. That's, that's pretty much it. All right. And Mimo said he was prepared to take haters. So uh, that was he, what he was thinking, similar to what I was thinking. Let's join this $1 one because I don't know. I haven't done this in a while and it's almost about to fill. So let's jump on in. We get one pitcher here, Grant. That's it. Um, and it's a 56 man field, right? It's one of the larger fields. So you go Ryu. I, I agree. I was thinking that too. So we dig down and look at Ryu's projection. Not a lot of people will go him. And then I think we can get pretty chalky from here and I'm okay with it. Um, do you want to just plug in the Cubs? Is that what we're going to do? Or we, we want to be different in another how, how big of a draft are you doing? Or dream uh, team are you doing? It's, it's, it's a 56, man. All right. Um, I mean, honestly, if you want to go ballsy, go with Oakland. Um, that, 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 that's not happening. I'm not doing Oakland, Grant. I, Oakland, I yeah, they're a little bit more of a salary cap play over on DK. They're yeah. all too cheap. Canning gives up a bunch of hard contact. Anaheim's a better home run ballpark that used to be by a wide margin. They've made some changes. Oakland is not going to get any ownership. Canning's a good arm, but doesn't go that deep into game, and they pull him at the first time, sign of weakness. Relies a bit on outside the strike zone swinging, which Oakland is elite at not doing. Has power one through five, and if they get Canhow or anyone else in there, it could potentially have a whole lot more power. I love Oakland for their price tags. Them and the Padres are going to be – I'm going to do some double stacks with them. Yeah, that, that, that makes more sense in, like, the large field, like, you know, 20,000 people in it, you know, $4 entry trying to take down the 20K. But here's here's what we're going to do, Grant. I've already, I've already made my mind up, and it's my money, Grant, and I'm going to do what I want with it. All right? That's fine. Go ahead. You play the same guys as everyone else who's no. going to no, we're going Chris Bryant. We're going Javi Baez. We're not going Rizzo. We're going Javi Baez. So that's a little different there, maybe. Uh, you know, at least in our Cubs stacks, we're not having that. It's not that different. People are going to go with Baez, too. Hoffman, more of an extreme fly ball and hard contact guy to righties than he is versus lefties. People will actually look into splits and play Baez. And that he's, there are, he's already on their mind because of his price. All right, well, we'll see about that, Grant. We'll see. Now, what, what, what would you do in the outfield? I know what I'm planning on doing, but I want to hear what you'll do in the outfield. Uh, Garcia and Meadows. I like that. I don't think that's a bad route. Uh, 
maybe I'll do that. But I was thinking Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez. Is everyone else thinking that, though? That was my one concern. They are farther down on the list, but what do you think? People are going to use Schwarber. Um, outside of that, they're probably going to go for guys like Yelich, guys like Trout as one-offs. So going with Mookie and um, J.D., not a bad idea. Yep, Mookie and JD, we're going to plug this bad boy in. I like it. I'm a big fan, and we are going to fire away. Maybe I'll put that in another dream team, too. And that team is pretty well done. So if you guys want to jump in on these dream teams, scroll down, jump on in. They're a fun time. Tevin was drinking Fireball on his birthday? Oh, man. D-Train. Proud of you. Nice. Uh, but listen, Grant, we got to go. We got a show coming up for Yahoo. It's Britt Devine. It's Bobby Fye. After that, it's Dean78904 and some poor guy that has to work with him. And then after that, we got Kevin Roth, Mr. Tuttle, JSU Rav. We have them doing the premium uh, for the crunch time. I almost forgot the name of it, Grant. Uh, the crunch time show check that out if you guys have it and then don't forget there's one more show tonight it's pga we have a new guy jumping in uh if you've been watching the shows we got notorious we got reddick cheek i don't know how to say his name Dave Matthews. yeah rika cheek he's, he's won a ton of money i think he's won a million dollars so he's a new guy providing content for pga and we got pat perry it looks like he's filling in as well so check all that out guys we got tons of content all day long but we got to get on out of here for me travis mangone for grant Nefer, no promos we're out of here Tickets. with six of my favorite plays for you tonight on yahoo i got a bunch of bats for you under twenty dollars and a starting pitcher that gives you some elite upside at a discount who are we playing tonight belly up to the fantasy bar and find out welcome in guys tuesday edition and damn it feels good to be back here in the fantasy bar missed it here in my favorite place and thank you to everybody that reached out all the well wishers i greatly appreciate it but good to be back want to take a second and say thank you to my boy head chopper for tending to the bar while i was gone did a great job but we're back with six of my favorite plays for tonight on yahoo five bats one pitcher let's get into it for today let's start with a few news and notes here Texas, Baltimore, total of 11. Too easy. Don't need to give you bats from that game. Stack it up. Do whatever you got to do. Get some exposure in your cash games. Might have some wind blowing out in Wrigley Field. Too easy. Want to give you some bats and some pitchers outside of that game. And a weather note, keep an eye on the weather. St. Louis, possibly Kansas City as well. Now, let's get to some guys outside those obvious spots. Let's start in the outfield. Ronald Acuna Jr., $20. So our most expensive bat here today, $20. We'll give you a bunch of guys under $20, but love the spot for Ronald Acuna. You see that huge hard contact rate. Anything over 40 is good. Anything over 50, absolutely elite. And this guy approaching 55%. Not only that, but the ISO at 340. The Woba, well over 400 here. It matches up very well with Stephen Brault's top two pitches. That's the fastball and the changeup. We're talking about Wobas, well over 400. We're talking about ISOs. Both nearing 350 on both of those pitches. And I know Brawl not going to go deep into this game, but Acuna hitting leadoff should get at least two at-bats against him, not to mention get into this bullpen. And Brawl 
as you'd expect. Really struggles with righties. Woba over 400. Iso sitting at 224. And the hard contact rate over 40%. Ronald Acuna leads off for the Braves. Also going to lead off for us here in the six-pack at $20. Let's go to the infield here under $20 with shortstop Corey Seager, 18 bucks. So the power stick in play. We saw it last night, and that's three home runs for him now over the last six, and nice numbers for him against right-handed pitching this season, and that's with a BABIP under 300. If you're not sure what BABIP is, batting average on balls in play, anything under 300 means the guy's been a bit unlucky here, and that's what we've had with Corey Seager, but still solid numbers, 258 ISO, 378 is where that weighted OBA sits for him, and Mr. Clark, obviously, very limited sample, but you see a sub-10% strikeout rate, and Seager, not a guy that strikes out a ton, but when I see that number under 10%, I like to see it. You add that to the Woba over 400, a lot of the lefties, a 243 ISO, and the Dodgers in a very good spot here tonight. A lot of ways you can go with the Dodgers, especially the left-handed hitters. We're going to go with the discount on Corey Seager at just $18. Let's stay on the infield. Pick number three for us. Third baseman, Yandy Diaz, $17. So another guy absolutely hammering left-handed pitching here, 340 ISO, 435 is the weighted OBA. And you talk about hard contact, 60% for Diaz. So we spotlighted that number on Acuna at 54%. Diaz said, hold my beer. I'm going 60% on you. Not to mention that, but 11% in the high value hit category. And when you dig into the pitch types here, which we're going to do once again, again, you can find all this information on our plate IQ tool over at Rotor Grinders and Carpenter, another guy with a very limited sample but Diaz does well against every one of this guy's top three pitches. Woba over 400 against every one of them. And Carpenter also allowing a 390 Woba, 328 ISO. Hard contact rate sitting at 39%. So a great pitch matchup here for Yande Diaz. A little bit too cheap in my opinion at $17. Let's roll out in the mid-range on the infield over to first base with Eric Hosmer, $16. So Hosmer numbers are solid against right-handers. ISO nearing 200. You see that Woba over 370. But I really like the matchup here with Jared Eikhoff. Anytime I see him on a slate, I instantly think left-handed hitters. So we go to Eric Hosmer here for the Padres. Couple lefties there, but he's the one I want. Eikhoff giving up a Woba over 400 and ISO over 350. A strikeout rate under 20% against left-handed pitching. And the old mix we like to see. Fly ball rate and hard contact. Now, 61% fly ball rate. Probably not a sustainable number here for Eikhoff. That number's going to come down. But the hard contact nearing 50%. And the beer gut, your intuition, the guys that you just think you got to get into that lineup. To me tonight, that's Eric Hosmer. Normally a guy I don't play a ton. Maybe his first ever appearance here in the Daily Fantasy Bar. But the beer gut's loving him tonight against Jared Eikhoff. At $16. Let's continue here with the mid range and some value. Under $20 back to the outfield. Andrew Benintendi, $17. So nice string of games here for Benintendi. Three multi hit games for him now over the last seven games. And we look again at pitch types. Benintendi, a very good fastball hitter. And that's what Sparkman loves to use against left handed hitters. We're talking about almost a 400 Woba for Benintendi against that pitch. 236 ISO for him as well it's sparkman another guy very limited sample but he does give up that lethal mix that we want 44 percent hard contact rate 48 percent fly ball rate and iso at 250 red Sox, another team i really like tonight andrew vanintendi a guy maybe a little bit off the radar maybe under those studs but a guy you want to get in those lineups tonight 
at just $17. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play of the night. But before we do that, guys, who's your favorite play? Who's your beast in the night? Get in that comment section. Let us know. And while you're there on YouTube, if you enjoy your time in the fantasy bar, like I always say, very simple, guys. Click that thumbs up button. That tells me you're having a good time here, and it helps us out greatly. And I want to say thank you for hitting that button and stopping by the fantasy bar. But we're not done yet. Let's take a look at my favorite play. You know Mass, the beast of the night. All right, beast time. We have not given you a starting pitcher yet. I've saved him for last. We're going to roll with starting pitcher Noah Syndergaard, $45. Tonight's beast of the night. Now you some great pitching options tonight, no doubt. You got Steven Strasburg, you got Blake Snell, you got a lot of ways that you can go tonight. A lot of people kind of bailed on Noah Syndergaard, but still a guy I believe in. And in this matchup, I really want some exposure here at this price point. Current Giants bats, we're talking about a 64 at bat sample size, so nothing major, but big enough sample where I'm going to believe it. Over under 200 for these guys against Syndergaard in their career. You look at team wise. Bottom 10 in Woba and ISO against right-handed pitching. We know this team doesn't pack a lot of punch. Strikeout rate, about middle of the pack. And people say Syndergaard strikeouts are down. Sure, overall they're down, but I've still seen some spike games from him. Two nine strikeout games, one 10 strikeout game. Fantasy point-wise, I see a 30, I see a 46 in the game logs, and that's over the last month. So, sure, the strikeout rate may be down as a whole, but this guy still possesses that GPP winning upside, I think he can definitely threaten 10 strikeouts in this matchup. Noah Syndergaard, let's go big. Let's call them damn 10 strikeouts against the Giants. Noah Syndergaard, easily my favorite play on Yahoo and tonight's beast of the night. All right, guys, that wraps up here for Tuesday night in the Fantasy Bar. Any comments, questions, feedback, hit me up in the comments section or reach out and follow me on Twitter at BeermakersFan. For Rotogrinders.com, I am Bear saying salut. Best of luck, guys. Again, great to be back, and we'll be right back here tomorrow with more picks on Wednesday. Good luck, and we'll see you back here tomorrow, guys. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
Uh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Yahoo Show here on Roto-Grinders. I am Britt Devine uh, here with Bobby Fi. Bobby's filling in for Boggs. Was feeling a little under the weather today. Uh, Bobby, what's going on, my man? Hey, man. Happy to be here with you. This is a phenomenal slate. I'm really excited. I've been up really early because I wanted a script. So really prepared, really excited to be doing the show. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you like more? Do you like the 15-game slates or do you like the three-game slate? What what was the schedule yesterday in baseball, by the way? Why did they make it so horrible? I, I don't understand this. What was, did they think like NBA Finals was was starting that day or something? I, I don't get that schedule yesterday. Yeah, I don't get it either. I don't care if there was hockey going on. I don't think that most of us, at least a lot of us, even knew that was happening. Yeah, um, and this is our job. Like, I mean, but anyway, uh, yeah, it, it really was annoying. But, uh, you know, I actually thought I was off to a flying start. I played Seager somehow was 7% owned on FanDuel. I had mm-hmm. big tournament. I have no idea why, but I thought I was going to win the money and ended up okay, but not, you know, not being a good night, great night, obviously. Yeah, well, ho- hopefully we can win the, the money today, both for us and some of our viewers. Uh, this is the Yahoo show. We're going to talk quite a bit on Yahoo pricing. We'll hit on a couple other things uh, as ne- as needed throughout the industry. But uh, don't forget Yahoo. They have uh, kind of like the rake-free tournament. You got to get in that early just about every single day. Uh, it fills up by like noon or something. So if you're looking to play tournaments, not pay any rake on it. I think it was three bucks today um but you can't get into it now um more of a a reminder for future slates if you wanted to play in it make sure to jump in it early check it late at night and make sure you get your entries into it because it's one of the better tournaments out there um yeah fun anytime you can play rake free uh sounds pretty good but uh i want to jump into this bobby because we've got 15 games today let's cut the nonsense and there's a lot of good pitchers on the slate today and on yahoo i almost always almost always pay up for the Strasburgs or the Snells right on Yahoo today. But I think there's a couple guys who are just a little mispriced at pitcher and I'm not finding myself. Normally I'm jamming. I jam in Strasburg. I think Strasburg is a great play today. I think Snell's a great play today, but there's also some really good bats and you can get a pretty good combo of pitchers and bats. If you look at the next tier. So how do you think we should be approaching kind of this top tier pitching? It's a really interesting one, man. Um, I'm playing a lot of tournaments, and I have different exposures to different guys. I'd like to have a tighter pool, but I, I think Strasburg is is my top guy overall. That's just what I'm going to go with. Um, I, he's, I think that there's ways to get him in, at least on other sites. I think you can do it as well over here on Yahoo. I think that it makes the most sense to pay up for him, but I also don't mind going with some of these these lower-tier guys. Just on Yahoo, you don't get – I don't feel like the savings matter quite as much over here because mm-hmm. – I think you really want that great pitching performance and uh, probably, you know, Strasburg and Snell is where you want to start it. And I mean, you look at it and you have, you have a guy in Snell who has faced more than 24 batters exactly once this year. And you have Strasburg who has faced less than 24 batters zero times. So I'm going to give the edge to the guy with the longer leash. They do tend to, you know, Snell, it's not like he can't get there and end up throwing a complete game. Even he could be very efficient, but uh, for the most part, he gets a little bit more coddled. It's funny to say that, you know, we like Strasburg because the other pitcher is getting not coddled, but coddled, like, you know, similarly to mm-hmm. how Strasburg used to get coddled. But uh, yeah, so I give the edge to Strasburg. That's, that's my number one. I really don't mind uh, Snell or Ryu for tournaments though. Yeah. I think, um, I think, I'm I'm kind of debating this in my head. I haven't decided if I'm going to play Strasburg as my SP1. I do like him over Snell. I'm in agreement with you on that one. If I was going to pay for one of them, I think Strasburg's matchup is about as good as it gets going up against the White Sox. Lots of strikeouts, and Strasburg's been so good. You can go National to Snell. Park. Yeah, you can go to Snell, and uh, you're going to see sort of the same things as well here today. But I think Strasburg just has uh, a little bit more going for him today. And uh, 
and that last outing, it was like really warm. So I guess you don't have to worry about Sweatsburg anymore, Bobby, with him uh, kind of always faltering in those hot games. He, it came through, he came through uh, if he used him that last time out. So maybe he's kind of worked through his issues there. That's something I'll monitor uh, throughout the season. I, I play less Strasburg than anybody in the industry. So I don't know if it's a good or a bad sign that I'm, I'm high on him as much as I am, but it's, it's just what it is. Like, I, I, I agree. It's just the matchup is better. The, the, the upside is higher. Um, hard for me not to go there just because of the leash. I feel like the leash is longer. Yeah. Um, going down just a little bit, the, the problem I'm having is spending up for the Strasburgs and the Snells is that kind of the second tier of pitchers and the Noah Syndergaards and the Madison Bumgartner are just inexplicably cheap on Yahoo. I actually think Syndergaard might be priced appropriately uh, he's only had a couple of good games, but when he's on, he, he he will go a little deeper into games. Hasn't really come through. I came across a stat today. The first time through the lineup, he's like lights out, one of the best pitchers in the league. The second time through the lineup, he's like one of the worst pitchers in the league. So uh, I don't know if he's getting gassed or he's tipping his pitches. I know there was talk about that, but just hasn't been as amazing as we thought he could be. And uh, you, you go to plate IQ and it looks pretty good. There's a lot of green in his numbers. The one thing that's really standing out, the Babbitt pretty high, so maybe he's getting a little unlucky there. What are you doing in this matchup? Syndergaard or Bumgarner? Do you have one that you would prefer more than the other? Definitely, I prefer Syndergaard. I don't love either, and I'm open to both. I'm, I think Syndergaard, I, by the end of the day, I just have the feeling I'm going to end up playing more of him than I originally was planning on it, especially if his ownership doesn't creep up, which I think it will. Um, but that was sort of my original, like, I actually think that even if he's not a high, even if it's not a high K thing, it's just, it feels so safe that, you know, to limit the damage. I don't really see like, it's not like you're paying a ton for him either. And he's a pretty significant savings off the other guys. And and also it wouldn't surprise me if, would it be that big of a shocker if he had the biggest night of any pitcher, even if it's not most likely, I think you got to take some shots with him. I'm finding myself about double the field on him on, on other sites on Yahoo over here, I think that it, I would probably be about the same. I haven't built my Yahoo lineups. I usually wait till after these shows, mm-hmm. but I think he would be probably uh, probably about double the field, maybe around 25% or so. Um, sorry if my mic's giving you problems on here. I guess I need a new cord on my microphone. Um, the one guy I'm definitely going to use, so if I don't use Syndergaard as my SP1, I'm very likely to use uh, Madison Bumgarner, who's just 39 bucks on Yahoo. That is too low for Madison Bumgarner today. Uh, a good matchup, always goes deep into games too, uh, so you don't really have to worry about any pitch count. The Mets have plenty of strikeouts. You can see in plate IQ, there's enough reds here. Um, definitely not as good of a pitcher uh, in real life, I think, as Cindergard. Um, there is a lot more red in plate IQ than there is green, uh, at least for you know when you're comparing to Cindergard. But I like the strikeout upside for him today. He's got a good pitcher's park, um, and that price tag, he should be – I think Syndergaard should probably be closer to 50. I think Bumgarner should be closer to 50 as well today. And uh, I'm definitely going to have Bumgarner on my teams. And then uh, how I'm deciding right now is if I'm going to use Syndergaard and get a couple more bats or if I'm going to go all the way up to Strasburg. So um, I like Bumgarner quite a bit today, Bobby. What's your thoughts on him? Yeah, I didn't realize his price was quite as low as it was over here. Like I said, I usually wait till after. At this price, I actually think this is a – yeah, it's a really strong play. Um, I actually don't mind if you want to play both of those guys <laughs> together. Like that's, that's another uh, interesting route to go. I don't mind that. Uh, I, Rodriguez is going to be popular elsewhere. I probably would skip it over here on Yahoo. I don't think that you need, like, it's not like he's going to have, I don't think like this crazy out, you know, landish performance that you need to have him. Maybe it'll happen, 
Um, but I don't think that he's going to be high owned on Yahoo as well, which he shouldn't be because honestly, like with the price differences, like I'd much rather take a shot and especially in tournaments on a guy like Bieber. And obviously I'd prefer Bumgarner mm -hmm. I think, uh, is a much safer play uh, with basically probably a little more upside. Yeah. I want to talk about, uh, how about your Dodger boy, uh, Hinjun Ryu uh, in contention for one of the best pitchers in baseball this season. Um, you always kind of have to worry about his pitch count. He's topped a hundred a couple of times when he's on, he's on uh, and his plate IQ looks stellar. The one problem is this Arizona offense. Uh, you know, you pull up plate IQ with them against lefties. And uh, where is this game? They're at in Arizona. Here it is. Uh, let me pull up the Arizona hitters uh, over here, Bobby, the ISO and Wobas this year. There isn't another team that's basically like this in all the baseball um, with just kind of like green almost everywhere. Not a ton of strikeouts. Uh, I, I think the high price on Ryu would certainly keep me off of him in cash games. I don't mind him in tournaments, but I think there's obviously more riskier than there is with the Snells and with the Strasburgs. I don't agree about the risk. I actually think he's like, I mean, sure, there's risk at him not not having like a, a, a top, the very top performance, but I think he's pretty safe to have a, I mean, he's been phenomenal in every game. He hasn't given up more than two runs in the start yet. There's there's really not a whole lot of risk with with rostering him. It's just, can you get that max performance? I think that you can. Um, I, I I don't think that the, the lineup scares me. When he's going like this, I don't think it matters at all who he's facing. He, he, he gets in these grooves. The only thing is like, am I going to pay that much for him versus a guy with a much higher K rate, you know, in a better matchup in Strasburg? It's just, that's the only argument, but at no ownership in tournaments, I absolutely love playing Ryu over these guys. And then we talked a little bit on Snell. Uh, I know he's a little bit cheaper than Strasburg. Uh, I, I think I prefer Strasburg over him. I was looking at the bat today. The bat has Strasburg, you know, projected significantly better than Snell. Uh, at least uh, all the times I've looked at it today, I still like Snell quite a bit today. The only thing that's really keeping him down is this the last game he he faltered a little bit and it kind of moved people uh, I think kind of their their thoughts against him and you mentioned the pitch count as well. Where do you see him kind of falling? I can look at uh, let me see if I can get our projected ownership. I think I got to zoom back out here. Give me one second. I'm making Devin's life hell as I move the screen in and out on him. Um, but we're currently projecting uh, at least for ownership. We've got Snell uh, on Yahoo as the highest. Uh, I think Strasburg might end up edging him out there. Um, we'll talk about Erod in a second. I think Erod maybe a little bit more in play on DraftKings because his price over there is significantly less. And I can play a guy like Bumgartner on uh, uh, on Yahoo pretty easily today. Um, where do you see the ownership on these two? Fall? I think I, if I, if I was looking at ours, I, I might flip these two right here. You think that? Well, you mean you might flip how you would own it? Yeah, I think Strasburg is going to end up higher on today. Oh, yeah, I'd be surprised if he – I'd be surprised if he's not a little bit higher on. And also, I just want to point out, if, if we're going to keep making these comments about, you know, Ryu because he's a Dodger pitcher that maybe there's a pitch thing, honestly, he's still working deeper into games than all these guys are. And guys like Snell are the real guys you have to worry about. He's much more limited than, than Ryu is. Ryu's got a much longer leash for the most part. Snell might get one game out of 15 like that. Ryu, Ryu almost threw back-to-back, -back, you know, complete games earlier, you know, a couple weeks ago. Um Anyway, I, I, I just I, I like Snell. I like I like all the guys at the top. I'm just siding with Strasburg for the most part. And mm -hmm. honestly, on other sites, I mostly am going to try and go in the middle range because I love the Dodgers and I like some other lineups that are have really expensive bats. 
So I need to pay down at pitching a little bit. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's uh, haven't really gone hurting me much this year, paying down at pitching. There hasn't been a whole lot of slates where the pitchers are the ones who absolutely broke the slate. It's the bats, all the home runs, but uh, we got to see Cardi, Cardi posted something and maybe they changed the ball again. And now maybe the home runs might not be there uh, at least in the last week or so. It's, it's always interesting. Cause you never, you never know the ball is such an integral part of, is it going to be a home run or is it not? And you know, you got to kind of keep an eye on these things. So mm-hmm. um, the rest of these pitchers, I want to talk about from an ownership perspective and tournament upside guys like Paddock, Tanaka, and don't, don't forget Castillo up until his last two games was basically like the best pitcher in all of baseball. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a pretty right-handed heavy lineup here today in St. Louis. These guys are going to have almost no ownership on Yahoo today. I wouldn't mind. Um, let's say you got in that rake free tournament earlier in the day and you got your 10 teams in there. I wouldn't mind foregoing uh, a Cindergaard or a, a Strasburg lineup or two to play a Castillo, to play a, a Chris Paddock, somebody like that. These guys have a lot of upside. They're going to come with no ownership, and uh, I'll, I like no ownership on good players on a 15-game slate. Yeah, I, I don't find myself going as much to Paddock tonight, and it's the first time I really haven't played him as much, but I do like the no ownership. I like that the, the ownership's going to be so low. I think I would just side with Castillo. Um, assuming the weather is okay there, I, he, I mean, his price over here is 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 also you know a little bit cheaper than it is percentage wise on some of the other sites, so I'm okay with that. I just I've I've built a lot of lineups and I don't really find the, these guys in a ton of them. I'm going a little further down when I'm you know, uh, the, when I go past Indigard, I'm I'm taking some shots on some guys like on in the DK on the in the seven to eight K range, a lot of that. Um, so Erod's in that range, and he's also cheap on on Yahoo. What do you what do you he's think about him? Is he? He's oh, third. Yeah. He's forty one. I mean, he's he's not. Yeah. There, there's a couple of guys cheaper. I think you can mess around with on Yahoo, but on DK specifically, a lot of the guys play on DraftKings. Erod looks to be one of the chalkier plays over there. You can pair him with a Snell or Strasburg pretty easily and get a mix of good pitching and good bats for tournaments on the big slate like tonight. I don't know. I think I'd be more apt like you to to kind of go in the mid tier on all my pitchers to get all the bats that I want today. Um, but Erod looks pretty good in Kansas City. The only problem, it's warm. Uh, I think it's a little humid out there today. But I, I think he has a, a reasonable expectation. Agreed. Um, yeah, I totally, totally agree. Uh, let me bring him up here on the plate IQ for everybody. Uh, so you can see uh, not a ton of strikeouts, at least at the top of the lineup. But the bottom of the lineup should be pretty ripe with him. Um, enough strikeout percentage to righties. Reasonably good versus lefties as well. Uh, so yeah, you gotta 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 get some Erod, I think, in your life today. Would you play him? I know this is the tournament show, um, but I think a lot of people are are looking at Erod and cash games today. That's always a little risky to me, but I, I think on DK you can make that work today. I think you can make it work. Um, I would, you know, I would probably try to do something different, but mm-hmm. I definitely understand it. Um, you know, and there's there's other guys who are in that. There's a lot of upside for tournaments with some of these guys who I don't think are going to be owned at all. So, or, or just are cheap and or not going to be owned at all. So that's sort of where I'm going. It's going to be pretty chalky. So I'm going to have a fair bit of them, but I'm probably not going to play as much as the the field. It's going to be around 30%. I'll probably be in the 20% range just because I want to be a little off the field. I don't feel like this is the the ultimate dream matchup. You've got other guys, you know, Max Fried just beneath him at 7,800, I think is, uh, you know, pr- they're pretty similar in, in my mind tonight. So, I don't really have a problem. Let's let's take a look at Freed because this Pirates lineup came out and it looks like it's pretty garbage today, right? There's no Josh Bell anytime you take Josh Bell out of the lineup. 
uh, the lineup's going to get a lot worse, even against the lefties. So there are some plenty of strikeouts. It's just a lot of guys that aren't really good. Marte's been horrible against lefties this year, um, and they don't really have any lefties going up against him today. He still has a 22% strikeout percentage. Freed's a pretty good pitcher here today, uh, a ballpark upgrade for him. Uh, I'm not I'm not sleeping on Freed once I saw this Pirates lineup. Uh, he wasn't really on my radar, but he's certainly on it now. Yeah, the Pir- and even if they didn't have their lineup, these, this is a weak lineup in general against lefties that has a huge – I mean, you get a huge amount of upside against these guys uh, when you throw a lefty at them. So I, I, I'm, I'm good with it. I'm really good with Freed. Freed. Um, I, re- I am worried because I, I actually kind of like some of the San Diego bats, but I, I think Eikhoff has to at least be in the conversation. We can talk about how terrible he's been, but you got to look at some of those matchups. This is a much, much better matchup for him. It's a terrible umpire, partly why I don't like Paddock. But Eikhoff at 7,100, you know, this guy has 35 fantasy point upside against a team like the Padres. He's done it before this year. Um, not against the Padres, but he's done it. Um, I, I think that he's another guy who's an interesting, uh, an interesting guy in that sort of same range. Uh, I want to bring up someone who I really don't use for DFS all too often, and usually not on 15-game slates, Bobby. But uh, Chase Anderson, he's uh, facing Miami today. And Miami isn't exactly a great offense, specifically against right-handed pitching. If there was ever a time to use Chase Anderson, I don't think it's on Yahoo. I think the 39, I could find better deals. But on on DraftKings specifically, his price is – I don't know, I guess, I guess it's pretty good. It allows you to get your Dodger stacks. It allows you to make a Milwaukee stack or a Braves stack. I mean, he, he's kind of one of the keys of the lower price pitchers that allows you to get the good bats that you want today. Um, don't use them too much, but I'm debating at least on DK today. I think he's got, I mean, like, when's the, has he had a 20 fantasy point, like using DK scoring, has he had a 20 fantasy point scoring game in the last couple of years? I don't know if he has. He's had, he had, he's hit two on Yahoo, but maybe one of those was, was uh 20 on DK. Yeah, he has, you know, he, no, he definitely didn't hit this year. On that was against your Dodgers. He definitely didn't hit, yeah, he went five innings. He, he, that's his max. <laughs> he went for 96 pitches in five innings. Him and Zach Davies are both decent real life pitchers, better than we give him credit for. Uh, who also can't work very deep into games, especially Anderson because of his walk rate. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think that it's kind of – I think playing Anderson over Eikhoff in tournaments is really stupid. Um, that's just flat out right. I understand the Miami thing. I'm going to have some Anderson, but I think I'll play him with Eikhoff in my tournaments when I play him. Um, just sort of go with the, you know, the two guys at the same price basically. I don't really think that the upside is that immense for him. It's it, – <laughs> Best case, he gets six in it. You know, he gets to that 20 or whatever. But with Eikhoff, this guy's hit, you know, 25 a number of times this year. Mm-hmm. And I just would rather go that way in tournaments. They'll go for the guys with upside. Sure, Chase Anderson might, you know, get like two five-pitch innings early on and end up going seven and being really good. But I just personally would rather go the other way with Eikhoff. And then are you messing around with uh, with Smeltzer at all in Minnesota, Chicago? Or uh, Cleveland's just been horrific against lefties basically all year. Had himself a good outing, not a great prospect or anything like that. But – we like strikeouts. He did it against Milwaukee. I mean, if he can do it against Milwaukee, why can't he do it against Cleveland? Hey, I know this is a, a Dodger guy here, um, former Dodger guy. Uh, I think that he's in play. I don't feel good about it at all. Um, I understand the numbers for Cleveland. It's hard for me, though, because I still want to re- you know, go to the long term. Like, Jose Ramirez is not the player he's been this year. Yeah. Um, Francisco Lindor has always crushed left-handed pitching. Uh Leplo, Leplo is just just crushing left-handed pitching. It's like if he had just just faced lefties, this guy would be like Cody Bellinger or something. 
Um, so I actually like those three bats against him. I will. I think over here on at this price, you got to take some shots at 27. That's so cheap. That's a little bit of a, a different range where that gets you, know, you your cub stack. Yeah, that gets you anything you want. Pretty. I mean, well, a lot of what you want. So I I really like this over here on on Yahoo. But in general, like, don't be fooled. This is not a safe matchup. This is not. I, I actually think that there's some merit in stacking the twins. There's too many other good stacks, so I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if they explode. Um, I think their offense is going to get much, much better as the season progresses. All right, let's let's uh, let's go to some of the positions. We'll get some stacks in here as well for the, the tournament players. Uh, so catcher today on Yahoo, I'm looking. Usually I go like super cheap in like the 7 or $8. There are some plays down there if you want to mess around. But we got a win game in Wrigley. And this is this kind of depends if I go Cindergard and Bumgartner or if I spend up on pitching and can't afford, uh, you know, uh, the catcher that I want today. But we've got uh, where is can I not find them? Hold on one second. Forty. Oh, Carterini. So uh, seven bucks actually. All right. So. Um, the catchers change. I didn't catch that lineup for the Cubs here. Even better. Now I have more money to get all the pitching that I want today, Bobby. Is there uh, no Contreras? I didn't see it either. Yeah, Contreras, no Contreras. Contreras isn't in there apparently. So uh, Caratini's in there for seven. How, how do you not play a $7 Cubs win game uh, catcher? This is like the biggest lock of the day here on, on Yahoo. Yeah, and actually, you know what? I mean, Caratini is actually like, I mean, he's got whatever. He might not be a, much of a hitter, but like he, he does have a little bit of pop yeah. up to where you feel good about it. So I love that. Um, I, it's interesting that every catcher I, I actually had in my original lineup builds, none of them are actually catching today. Um, so Caratini, definitely, I, I love him over here. At the, just, just like lock him in in pretty much all formats, right? Yeah, he, he's going to be close to like 100% in cash games, I think, today. In tournaments, it's interesting because people will just be plugging him in, it, him in there. Um, I, I might fade him if I had uh, 10 tournament teams on Yahoo today. Maybe sure. I'd only use him in one or two. He's just, he's going to be overly popular for a minimum price catcher on Yahoo today. So that would be a clear fade. Um, but at least in cash games uh, from good players, I would expect to see him at basically a hundred percent ownership. Yeah. Um, what else? A uh, real Mutos, a little bit too cheap at 11. He's got the, the tougher matchup matchup against Paddock, but I mean, Real Muto shouldn't be 11. I think he's a reasonably good swerve um, from Caratini. And then other than that, you've got your, you know, your Tyler Flowers. You've got a couple other guys. Uh, Mike Zunino looks pretty good uh, against Detroit today. But those guys are all a little bit too expensive for me. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I get it over here. I, I do love Zunino as a part of those Tampa Bay stacks. I really, Tampa Bay is another team I'm very high on today. Tampa Bay and the Dodgers are two of my my heavier stacks. Yep, yeah, I would uh, I would agree with that pretty uh, pretty easily. Let's go to first base. Uh, I want this is where it's tough because if you want to play the Cubs, if you want to play Rizzo and Bryant, it just costs so much. So like I want to play Rizzo, but it's almost impossible to play these twenty seven dollar hitters on Yahoo most at nights, and that's not really where I'm I'm looking at. I'm kind of looking at the the cheap to low end tier. If you want to get exposure to the win game, um, but he's not a Cub, you've got Daniel Murphy, who's nine bucks. There's a couple other uh, first basemen out there today as well. Um, Murphy's someone I was looking to plug in. I think Goldschmidt's probably a little bit cheap, uh, even though it's against Castillo. There is a little bit of weather in that game, but to get Paul Goldschmidt at 12 bucks seems against any pitcher seems just too cheap. Um, Matt Olson looks pretty good. Matt Adams. There's a lot to like at first base, but if you do happen to need some money, 
Uh, I think Murphy looks to be like someone I'm, I'm, I'm highly interested in. Yeah, I agree that Murphy, uh, th there's a lot of really, I think there's a lot of good plays that are value at first base uh, on Yahoo. I think it would go Murphy would be the, the ultimate value. I really like Eric Thames. Um, mm -hmm. $11 is too cheap for him. I actually like even against Ryu, as, this, as sick as this sounds, just just a, a, a flyer if you feel like you have a chalky lineup and you want to throw in something different. I don't mind throwing Christian Walker in there uh just at a minimum price the guy has power upside i'm not gonna like the, don't go crazy with this because the real guys i'd prefer um i think that i would if i was just gonna spend down you know if, for the minimum on anybody it would be tyler white mm -hmm. uh but if i was but because i'm stacking so many dodgers i wouldn't mind throwing Beatty in there and we talk about pinch hit risk a lot which is a real thing um but i actually think that you know, if the Dodgers can lay it on and stuff that you'll, you'll see him get more run. Freeze has been playing a lot also. So they're also not going to bring in a lefty to try and get the bat into Freeze's hands instead of bait. Like it doesn't make any sense. So mm -hmm. I like Beatty a lot. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to throw in Murphy. I like the Thames call you had too. Those are probably the two guys. I like the Milwaukee team to probably score some runs today. Uh, I'm going to throw Murphy in for some cost savings because there are some more expensive bats that we're going to get to in a second here. And I, I think he just kind of gives us enough money. Um, what uh, Caratini does is now it, it, it's going to kind of elevate me to where I'm able to get the Strasburg Bumgarner lineup instead of playing a guy like Syndergaard. Maybe I have to forego one bat, but with 15 games or so many minimum price players on Yahoo, I think I'm going to be able to make that work today. So uh, moving on to second, of course, you've got your boy. You might want to like just play. I mean, I'm doing it on DraftKings, but like play a lineup with 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 Snell and Strasburg like you can do it over here like there's enough cheap bats where you can make that lineup work um on second of course we've got Max Muncie but again he's extremely elevated in price you know for good reason over everybody else today so I don't have that type of money uh, I'm kind of going a little cheaper there's Ozzy Albies uh, against the lefty I think that's good Kipnis um but if you keep going all the way down there's there's just like too many cheap second basemen uh, I think to kind of spend up on your boy Muncie uh, what would you be doing at second base today? So obviously I love Muncie for tournaments, yeah. um, but that's, you know, I, I completely under, and even that, by the way, even with my Dodger stacks, I find myself leaving him out a little bit much, a little bit because he's just so expensive. But uh, I think the, the pay downs, like, you know, we, there are some scary bats, but like Colton Wong is too cheap. I'm just curious where he ends up in the lineup. I don't know. I don't think they've come out yet. It might've come out while we're on the air, um, but it's kind of like, I feel like it's kind of gross. So I think the easiest thing to do is just play Albies or, I know he's been horrible, but I still would play Odor. Yeah, Odor is kind of the, was the guy I was looking at today. The only problem is the ownership is annoying to me because he's been so terrible. You keep hoping people will be off of him. No, they always nice. play, him. <laughs> play him anyway. So it's like the same. You know, I don't know. So I, I personally, uh, it, it's not a position where I, I don't think you know you need to get too creative. Play play those guys like play Ryan McMahon um, if you want to get other exposure to that game. But I don't love it. At, I mean, ten dollars. It's just not a position that I'm really in love with over here on Yahoo. So if I'm paying up, I'm going to pay month for Muncie. If I'm paying down, I'm going to play, you know, a combination of, of Wong. <laughs> Albies is probably going to get 80% mm -hmm. of my ownership, to be honest with you. Yeah, I like Albies. Even down in the lineup against the lefty, that's just – I know the park's not great, but that's just too good of a spot, uh, I think, today for a lot of the Atlanta players. I'm going to throw Odorin. Uh, I think he's going to end up being the chalkiest player. I like to highlight – uh, at least what I think is going to be some of the chalkier plays, and then we'll get into tournaments to, to close out the show. Yeah, Dozier as part of a Washington snack, stack, oh, by yeah. the way, is interesting. 
Yeah, you can play. You can convince me to play some Kipnis. You can play McMahon. There, are, there's a there's a lot of swerves in tournaments if second base isn't part of a, a stack that you're making mm-hmm. to not play Odor to not play Albies. Um, and I think some of those guys have plenty of upside as well. Just think, I think Odor and Albies are probably going to draw most of the ownership today. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to third, there's uh, again, of course, if you can play Chris Bryant, I would play Chris Bryant. Um, third base is just all the good plays are are really expensive. Um, even Yandy Diaz leading off on the road, probably going to get five at bats. He's 17 bucks. Uh, you actually can mate with Caratini. That's kind of one of the concessions you're going to be able to actually spend up on if you want to now, instead of playing Contreras, um, Vlad's just 15. I know it's against, um, Tanaka, but that's still pretty good. Donaldson against the lefty, even though he's been trash, looks pretty good. Um, the bat likes Carpenter, but I think I, I'd probably pass on that in favor of, uh, a Donaldson or maybe getting up to Yandy Diaz, something like that. Um, where, where do you think you're going to land if you're not on, uh, on, of course, your Dodgers? Well, there's a lot. So I actually really like this position a lot, and there's a lot, a of, lot guys of good players. A bunch of different price, price tiers, too. Um, just to start with the bottom, like, I mean, obviously, it's not the same savings you're getting on DraftKings, so it's harder to, or even on FanDuel. Well, actually, DraftKings really, though. Travis Shaw at $7 over here, minimum cost, mm-hmm. but really being at $2,500 on fantasy on DraftKings is, or fantasy draft, like, is that's really, it really stands out because that's extreme savings mm-hmm. for a guy with multi home run upside. He's been playing every day in the minor leagues, so he's ready to play. Um, the weird thing is he'll probably have some ownership over here. And if I was going to pay minimum for anybody, it's going to be Kyle Seeger. Yep. I don't mind him at all in a lefty lefty matchup. He's too cheap across the industry. Um, Wade Miley has been reverse, has given up power to lefties in the past. I actually think that Seager, you know, probably batting fifth tonight. I, I, I sort of like that spot for him. And minimum Seager is, just makes a lot of sense. Uh, and then the other guys, I'm not going to play him over here because I think three third base is too strong. But I like Alberto at second base on DraftKings. I wanted to point that out because I didn't, you can't play him there over on Yahoo. Um, and as Drupal Cabrera is probably going to be a little under-owned on DraftKings and probably higher-owned on yeah. Yahoo the pricing. So, He's the guy who I think maybe he's the tournament. Maybe he's the cash game play. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I think it's going to be as Drupal or Shaw, um, especially if you spend up on pitching, you can't afford much uh, anything over kind of as Drupal. So uh, it's either going to be as Drupal or I think Shaw is going to draw the ownership today. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you've also got Jose Ramirez. Like that's who I like. Um, mm-hmm. As long as he's cheap, I'm, I don't care. You know, it's really weird. He's cheap and he's been bad. And if you look at his fantasy points per game, they're still better than most guys who are, you know, sig- significantly higher price than the you. stolen bases are kind yeah. of just keeping them afloat hey but we'll take it that's that you know the, what happens when he hits starts hitting home runs too yeah um I'm, I'm gonna throw his dribble in there i think that game's interesting i want to talk to you on we didn't talk about bundy at all do you have any interest in yes. him he, he so i want to bring up his uh if you guys haven't uh poked around plate iq today uh let's take a look at bundy because it's the most interesting pitching profile I think I've seen of any pitcher so far this season where he's striking out all the righties, but giving up massive numbers to all of them, not striking out any lefties, but he's controlling them in basically every way possible. I, I, I've never really seen anything like this. And, you know, the bats, if this holds true again, right, I don't know if it's always going to hold true, but if it continues, right, two and Santana, and Mazzara, and Asdrubal, and Odor, maybe he can control them. Maybe not the strikeouts, but maybe he can limit the damage enough here. It's just, it's a really confusing profile. Everything with Dylan Bundy has always been really confusing, yeah. which has always, of course, made him one of my favorite tournament plays. Uh, he won me six figures once. He won me a seat to the live final once. Um, this is when everybody used to try and pick on him, because he's got, you know, 
he's got K upside that probably we haven't really seen that much of this year until his last outing. Um, but this guy struck out 17 guys in a, a complete game shutout against, uh, I think it was the angels last year who were pretty good offense. So, you know, he's, he's got r- good stuff. He's really, it seems like he's really streaky, but he's actually been consistently sort of in the same mid range this year, um, in terms of his actual final output. I like him. I think Texas has enough K's in the lineup to where I can still go for it. I understand the Esmond striking out lefties. I think that the limiting the damage would be good enough. I think he's worth taking a shot on if he's owned at all, I'm not going to play him. But if he has no ownership, which is sort of what I'm expecting, I, I think he's definitely worth playing in tournaments. Uh, let's go to shortstop. There's one guy I'm playing. He's way too cheap. Everybody's going to be – Sorry, we didn't talk about one other pitcher, which is Ronaldo Lopez. Not on Yahoo, but I would play Ronaldo Lopez on DraftKings. Yeah, DK, I understand it from the tournament perspective because you can pair him with a high-priced pitcher and you get the stacks that you want. So I understand that from a tournament perspective over there. Um, I'm playing Javi Baez on shortstop. And you can't, that's the only guy that really exists to me, at least for cash game considerations. For tournaments, you can get frisky and and play quite a few other players. Mm-hmm. Um, Baez is just going to draw so much ownership on Yahoo today with the win game, with the power, 16 bucks. It just, it fits into everything you want to do. Um, so in tournaments, just understand that. I, I would expect Baez to, I, I don't know, probably come close to 50% ownership in tournaments today. In tournaments, 50%. Oh, on Yahoo specifically, yeah, for what is, sure. What is the price? I didn't see it, actually. $16. Yeah. Wow. Every That's other Cub is, sure. like, price sky high. Car- Caratini and Baez are going to have uh, enormous ownership. Yeah, I think that that's just too – I mean, that yeah, Caratini, I mean, I understand he saves you everything. And I, and I get it with, like, I love Baez today, but I that just seemed – that's just too crazy for that to ever happen, um, in my opinion. I – I really like all the, you know, there's a, like, I like Lindor a lot today. Um, he's one of the top guys on the board for me. The number one play though, for me is I don't just not counting in price or anything, actually factoring in everything. Cause he's not going to be owned. Corey Seager is red hot. Um, he's the play. He's going to be completely unowned. He's cheap. He's only $2 more than Baez. Like mm-hmm. I would, I would just play him and take. Oh yeah. And Baez is, it's going to be like 10 to one ownership difference on Yahoo today. Yeah. And I prefer Baez, but I actually, I have them very close. I think I actually have more Seager, but they're and the price difference is, is minimal on on DraftKings. You know, I just love it as a as a tournament play. I think that Seager is the best way to go. I actually don't even think there's anybody all that close. I don't know why. I don't know why these some of the Dodgers who aren't that expensive are are like so low owned. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's because there's a Cubs win game today, Bobby. Yeah. Um, Swanson's also interesting. Uh, he's, he's been hitting really good up towards the top of that Atlanta lineup. I think there's a lot of ways for him to score points today. You mentioned Lindor. You can play Story too, right? Play the now. What is that? It's seven dollars more. So Story is going to have almost no ownership at twenty three dollars. But I mean, if he hits a three hundred foot pop up, it could be a three hundred forty foot home run all of a sudden in Wrigley today. So uh, keep an eye on on Trevor Story. Also interesting in tournaments if you ask me if you're looking cheap i don't think cheap shortstop makes a lot of sense um but paul de i don't know i don't know what happened to the yahoo algorithm but he should not be nine dollars i don't care who he's going up against um, completely agree yeah he's nine bucks i would take a shot on him if you're looking for something cheap but i do not think it's a, a go cheap at shortstop day I think you can do it on others. Like I think playing Adamus in on DraftKings and as a part of yep. your raise stack. That's what that that you can. Adamus do. is going to be popular on DK today. That's fine. I don't care. I mean, it's going to be I'm going to be stacking the raise, and there's plenty of ways to stack the raise that are not going to be popular. And the raise are not going to be that popular as an overall stack. The cheap raise will be, but not the expensive ones. Um, the outfield is interesting. There's just uh, too many guys that that should be in the page you're looking at now in terms of price that aren't 
uh, at the top of this tier in price tag. So uh, I'm looking at guys like JD Martinez. I have he's $19 today. That you know he should he should be almost like 26 or $27 every day if you ask me on Yahoo. So when he's 19, that's an easy plug and play. You've got Chris Davis. I know it's uh, against a reasonably good pitcher, but his he's 16 and he's got a ton of power against righties. You've got Schwarber. You're going to get the leadoff hitter in the in the win game. I think he's 17 or yeah, 17 bucks. Um, I usually mix in like a, a cheap seven to ten dollar outfielder, Bobby. I don't think it's the night for that. Well, we found some other value other places, so I think you're probably right. I mean, you got a nine like JD Martinez is is one of my top five owned players on DraftKings, where he's you know at least yeah. he's five K over there. Like it's not like he's free. Um, he's still too cheap, by the way, but he's five K. And over here, this is, price is just a joke. Like, yeah, I, w- I would play all the J.D. Martinez. I would spend up in the outfield, and he's the, he's like my number one guy. Uh, I'm just looking at my outfield real quick. Uh, I mean, I'm playing so many Dodgers. I'm obsessed with Verdugo, Peterson, and Bellinger. These are all tournaments. I love Keon Broxton. Um, what is his price over here on Yahoo? I haven't gotten to that one yet. Let me just take a quick look. Uh, oops. Brock Holt. Uh, he is $12. Yeah. I think that he's, you know, probably going to bat what sixth or seventh or fifth or sixth. That's our sixth or seventh night. I, I like him against the lefty there. I think I'll take a shot with that. I mean, it's just a, I'm looking, I, I'm he's playing only eighth. That, that lineup has come out. Uh, shoot. I want to mention too. I, I forgot this on the Rangers. Um, Andrews at, at shortstops, just 12 bucks too. That's another guy you can kind of go mm-hmm. cheap on at the, at the shortstop position. I, I forgot to mention that. I want to make, that's that. a good call. Yeah. Um, we got the shields in the outfield at nine bucks, but it's, it's just really tough for me to not just load up my outfield with really, really good players. There's just too many of them out there. If you were looking cheap, you can, you can, you know, Carlos Gonzalez in the win game, seven bucks. I think that's probably against uh, his old team, right? Like he's going to want to hit a home run today. That's probably the guy that would draw ownership specifically if you're using one or two, of the really high priced starting pitchers, you're probably going to be jamming in Carlos Gonzalez, but the JD Martinez tier, the Chris Davis, the Kyle Schwarber, these guys just, they're, they're in like really good spots, Bobby. It's hard for me to overlook them. Like, I think I I could do something with Schwarber and I could chuck in uh, JD Martinez here. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I could get any pitcher that I want and have plenty of money to even upgrade some other spots. So I, I think this looks like a pretty good lineup here. Yeah, I like that quite a bit. Um, I, yeah, I think it's really hard not to want to play the Cubs. <laughs> let's uh. let's uh, talk some tournaments, and then Devin, get the QQs ready. Don't put them in, but maybe in like five minutes, start flooding the chat with them, and then we'll get to those. Um, but let's talk some tournaments now, Bobby. So if, let's say some of the guys got in the rake-free tournament on Yahoo earlier in the day. Again, make sure if you want to play in it, you're going to have to jump in at the night before or probably by noon in order to take advantage of it on Yahoo. Everybody know the secrets out of the bag. If you want to play the rake free tournament, you got to get into it early on Yahoo. What are we looking to do today? You already mentioned your Dodgers, but just spell it out for everybody. Guys, don't forget Bobby is a Dodger homer, but I actually think we don't have to make fun of them today because the Dodgers are in a really good spot. But you know, like two years ago, I wasn't like sitting there, even though they were a great team, I wasn't going, you have to play the Dodgers every single day. I was, I've never been that way. I, this lineup, this offense is too good. It's a totally different thing now. I'm not just being a homer. Um, the, the, they're my number, they're my number one. And part of it has to do also with the fact that they're not going to be owned. And the truth is ownership doesn't matter as much because there's so many things on this slate outside of Wrigley that are going to be unowned. 
but I really think the Dodgers upside with their power is probably the most enticing for me. Um, I'm just going to see my stacks real quick. I think that the bet, the, the other ones, uh, I, I'm a little surprised the Yankees run total isn't a little bit higher with Am I the only one there? I thought it would be like a six run total, um, against, you know, car, against, uh, what's the name in that bullpen, uh, rich Clayton Richards. The, the thing is he can keep the ball on the ground. Sorry, go ahead. That's just the bottom of that lineup. Urshela, Maben, Gardner. It's just yeah. the, the top of it, right? All their runs are going to come from the first six people in that lineup. Yeah. I mean, most likely, um, but that's, I mean, you only need five or four. Um, so I like them, uh, you know, the so the Cubs, Dodgers, Yankees, Tampa Bay, those are my main four uh, stacks. I, I don't mind throwing in a little bit of Baltimore and Texas. Um, I'm good with both of those, you know, taking shots, even though I like Bundy a little bit. I also think that, you know, look, there's a very good chance this goes yeah. really badly and that's a horrible bullpen behind them. So Texas could go nuts. Um, yeah. Let's, let's talk Baltimore here. Cause I like them as a sneakier stack, very selective on who I want in Baltimore though. I want the top five in the order because Smiley is just absolute trash this year. The bullpen has absolute trash and these top five hitters. I know VR against lefties hasn't been great, but uh, I'm going to give him a pass on that. He can, he can have some, some good outings. They're all, they've got good ISOs. They've got good Woba. They don't strike out a ton. Uh, and Smiley's just so bad that this top five of the Baltimore lineup looks pretty good to me today. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I like, I like all of them. I think that I would, I would prioritize on, on other sides. I'm prioritizing more of Alberto. I, I like, I like uh, Mancini. The prices are a little bit hard to get there because there's other guys I prefer at the same price, but Alberto Mancini, those are the main guys for me that I, I look through my lineups that I have the most exposure to don't mind VR, but I'm not really fully stacking them. I'm sort of more mini stacking them. Um, and it's just because I prefer other offenses more. I don't want to put all my faith in them. I think I have one full stack in one big tournament of, of, of uh, Baltimore. But you, you get you get to pass some of the top of those, the top five, and it kind of gets a little gross. Yeah. So, yeah, just the top five. So if you're, like, in lineup HQ making teams, Bobby, I'm telling you, exclude some of the bottom trash here and just focus on that top five of Baltimore. I think they're going to score uh, quite a bit of runs today. Uh, what else do we like? So you mentioned the Dodgers, uh, Baltimore, you said Texas. Uh, who else did you have? Well, I, said, I don't mind. Te- I'm not playing as much of the te- the Texas uh, game, but I do have like little like mini stacks of Texas and, and Baltimore. And I have a I have like one or two full stacks of Texas. But right. for me, it's most it's mostly Dodgers, Yankees, Rays, Cubs. Um, that's the majority with some of Boston and, and the Texas game. I'm going to update Slate IQ real quick and Slate IQ is for DraftKings, but let's take a look at what uh, kind of the combined ownership for all the teams is going to be and see if we can point out any leverage over there. So it looks like the Cubs are no surprise running away with the ownership, uh, a combined 80% ownership, which on a 15 game slate is still pretty high. You kind of get jammed in the middle here after that into the second tier. So even though the Cubs, if this was like a six or seven game slate, my, my question for you, Bobby, would be, would you, would you be as eager to stack the Cubs or are you using them on a 15 game slate because you don't think their ownership is going to be high enough? I, I think their ownership is still high. And like, I'm going to play them, but I'm mostly uh, hoping I can get some of the power bats and, you know, make up for a majority of their scoring with those bats. Cause I don't want to just play a chalk stack on a slate like this. It's not like their run total is so much more uh, like egregious. It's not like mm-hmm. we have a too high run total for them. Um, and the interesting thing about that game, by the way, that we didn't mention, I would have been all about Kyle Hendricks if not for – I would have t- loved for him for tournaments if not for the win. And I'm not saying to play him, but it is kind of interesting that the, that the Rockies only have a four-run total. Like, 
I wouldn't just like overload that. Hendricks is just such a he's a such a good real life pitcher that yeah, it just yeah it just limits everything on there. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying because I think people out there will just go, oh, I can get cheap exposure by taking these guys. And I mentioned I think it's okay to take it one or two, but I don't. You're not like trying to stack up Colorado here. Uh, Devin, I'll I'll release the QQs. You can start putting them in there. I'll get a couple questions. Uh, someone want to know who your mid tier DK pitchers were, Bobby. So my mid my mid tier DK pitchers and they're being mixed. I, I can actually give I'll just give you the percentages. Even I have them. I don't really care. Um, I like let's see. Uh, Erod, I have twenty five percent of right now. Freed, I have twenty five percent of right now. Um, I probably am going to get a little higher on Freed. Uh, Smeltzer, I have fifteen percent of. I have thirty percent. Lopez, who's low, but I'm probably going to be around twenty percent, twenty five percent. Then there's like the higher, not mid tier, but like Syndergaard and Tanaka. I have twenty percent of each of them. Um, we didn't talk Lopez. much on Tanaka, and someone in chat just wanted uh, to talk about Tanaka here too. So, uh, what are we doing with him? He's kind of like priced in, you know, like the the mid tier, the higher mid tier of pitchers today. There is some strikeout upside with him. Uh, so, you, so it seems like you're actively targeting him. Yeah, I think that he makes sense. I mean, he's gone six six innings or more now. I think what is it, seven straight games or six straight games? Um, he's been good in real life. I, I, you know, it's not like I'd like this a lot if he was like using like DK pricing if he was like 8,500. You know what yeah. I mean? I think it's not big of a difference, but it does feel a little bit better than paying 93 when you can get Syndergaard and just feels like there's more upside there. But the truth is. He's probably safe to go for like six innings here. This matchup maybe longer. Like he throws a you know a good slider. These team this team can't hit sliders. Like I just think he's got a he's got a good chance to. I mean we've seen teams just roll through this Blue Jays lineup, and I know the Yankees have a great bullpen and they can bring him in really early. But if the Yankees get get off to some runs, so some runs early. So I especially like Tanaka if you're doing a mini Yankee stack. Like I think if they if they're playing from way ahead and. He can just he can I mean he can eat up innings in no time against this this Blue Jays team. It's not like there's that many really patient hitters outside of guys like Smoke. Um, so I I just think this is a good spot for him upside wise, and uh, I, I think that he's you know right in that price range where he just makes enough sense as one of the guys. I don't like being as spread out as I am on pitching, but I am much more condensed on my hitters today just because I I have to condense somewhere, and the pitching just feels like. I feel like there's a lot of guys who could get there, but I don't feel extremely confident in a ton of them. Uh, someone on wants to know Baez or Seager on FanDuel. So I've pulled up our FanDuel ownership to kind of get an idea of what's going to be going on over there. It looks like Baez 11% ownership and Seager's coming in at 5% ownership. So you're getting about half the ownership and saving $500 using Seager. Um, the bat has them only projected about a fantasy point apart here. If I put all that together, um, I still don't even think Baez's ownership is going to get up high enough in tournaments. I, I think I'd still take Baez. Um, but yeah, you can play Seager. I don't, I don't think either one of those are wrong from your team. We have the window. I think we have the, the roof open tonight in, uh, in Arizona, right? I think it's, uh, uh, I have not looked at that today. That's a big one. So I'm going to double check on that. But I think if it's open, obviously, it's a much, much bigger boost even. Um, I want to point out that Corey Seager over the last few years, it's about, I don't know exactly what the number is, but he was in the top five, two of the three years in uh, fly balls caught at the warning track. A lot of that has to do with Dodger Stadium. And when you get on the road in any kind of a stadium boost, it always just sort of perks me up a little bit just because I feel like, you know, you're talking about an extra few feet that the ball could carry. And certainly in the hot Arizona sun, if the, if the roof's open, it could, it could definitely carry. So I, I, I prefer Seager, actually, uh, factoring ownership and everything in. But obviously, Baez is a terrific play. Uh, I want to talk about Boston. We don't have their lineup yet, but 
they've got a almost six run total. And if you open up, uh, I believe this run line has been moving up on them. Let's see. Uh, actually, it's been, it opened up at six. It's actually come down to 5.75. So uh, scratch that. But what, what do you think about them? Uh, I think on Yahoo, at least the, the bets Ben attendee JD is definitely way too cheap. Devers and Bogarts are a little overpriced, but you could, you could, you can mix around and, and get some good Boston stacks against Sparkman, a bad bullpen. It's 83. The wind's blowing out. It's humid. All those, all those things point to big days for Boston. Yeah, it looks like a good, it looks like a good one. I mean, I don't really like full stacking on full slates bullpen games, even though Ian Kennedy is going to be one of those bullpen arms probably or somebody like that. (laughs) Um, But I do like a mini stack with this stuff. Um, That's, I'm sort of, that's how I'm sort of treating this. I'm taking two and three mans and mixing them in with the stacks that I like a little bit better. Um, And they're really expensive and hard to figure out exactly who you want to prioritize. And the guys you do want to prioritize are, uh, you know, you're talking about paying more for Bogarts than you are for Betts and JD. Yeah, and so crazy. people aren't going to do that. Uh, you know, uh, Devers is crazy priced on DK at 5K, but it makes sense with the way he's been hitting. I just think personally, I'm probably going to stick to Betts and Martinez with maybe one other guy, uh, Bradley. I don't mind. He's still, you know, even uh, 3.6. He's still cheap enough on DK. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind mixing him in as a third guy, but I'm probably not going to do too much full stacking of Boston tonight, just because I prefer the other stacks a little bit more. Uh, would you someone wants to know are we playing any Wade Miley tonight um what's your thoughts on that and then I'll give you my thoughts I get it I'm just not going to do it on this slate personally I totally get it I also think that it's I have interest in uh Encarnacion as a one-off I have interest in Seager I mentioned already I like Beckham I don't want to stack this game but I like taking little shots you have an incredibly cheap on DK Braden Bishop at 2.3 which is just as a money saver you can throw in there and Hanager there's some scary bats even though they do strike out a ton against lefties um I think I'm probably just going to skip Miley on this slate and uh we still don't have a total on this game by the way do we and what's what's that about oh uh, no, you're waiting on the Seattle pitcher and that's been announced so I would imagine the total comes out soon yeah um, um I would yeah. say Miley is a five to six game slate pitcher, not a 15 game slate pitcher. If that makes sense to you. Yeah. If, it was, if he was 6.2, be all over it. <clears throat> yeah. He's just, he's a little bit too expensive. He doesn't have enough strikeout upside to match what you're going to get from some of the big names out there tonight. So I think I would take a, take a pass on him. I'm, I, I don't really have any interest. Um, Mad Bum. By the way, just speaking of that real quick, I know we're going to talk about the pitchers, but. I don't. I haven't heard one person say a single thing about any Astro today, and I just think it's kind of interesting when that happens. I know this is not the same Astros; they're obviously uh-huh. missing three of the best players in baseball. But it's not like I mean, when those guys have been out, these guys have always produced in the past. I mean, you've got, you know, the the number nine hitter for them led the league and was had the second best uh, OPS I think from the first the first month of the season behind Cody Bellinger of any position in baseball. Uh, oh, no, third behind Bellinger and uh, Yelich. Um, but I, you know, maybe Bregman and, and Fisher, like, I don't want to get too cute and spread out everything, but I like Reddick and, and, and Torino's price. Uh, T- Tyler White is a good value saver. If everybody plays Morales, if they're going to pay down Tyler White, I like just as much, if not more at 2.9. Um, I don't mind that as a, as a money saver over on DK. I probably wouldn't play him on Yahoo, but I don't think this is like a crazy off the board stack that you can get to really cheap. Um, you just, you know, as long as you just throw in one of Bregman or Brantley, but even if you throw both of them in, everybody else is pretty reasonably priced. Yeah. The Houston total ownership, basically dead center, uh, on slate IQ at 27%, um, kind of lumped in there with a, a whole bunch of other teams. So they're, they're going to be, 
medium owned. Um, they're not low owned. They're not high owned. They're just as people cycle through teams, right there, that they get some ownership on some of these guys. And um, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm actively targeting Houston. I think that lineup is just a little bit too weak compared to what it normally looks like. But um, yeah, I guess the, I guess they're a fine play. Uh, I think I would stick to the Bregmans, the Brantleys, the Fishers, the Reddicks. Yuli just usually doesn't have enough upside for me. And Chirinos is a nice cheap, uh, well, not cheap catcher, but a good catcher to get some power upside. I don't, I don't mind it as a sack tonight. Yeah, I think it, I think it's kind of. I mean, I just think it's kind of an interesting one that no one's really on. And and I do think that, I'm just going to point out, like I know Tyler White has frustrated people, um, but he's cheap. And like if you look at just his whole his whole sample size from the entire time he's played baseball, mm-hmm. he's basically a 25 home run a year hitter, and that's been him under under underperforming what we thought he was going to be able to do power wise. Uh, I still believe that this guy actually has some power. So at 2.9 when you got a guy like Morales who might be much higher owned, I just think it's an interesting way to go. I, I th- someone's telling you Morales isn't in the lineup, I think. Oh, well, there you go. This is what happens when you start when you do the Yahoo. <laughs> All the lineups come out during the show, so you don't get to, to keep up with everything. Yeah, we're a little too early. Uh, we didn't talk much about Milwaukee. They're on Slate IQ. This is on DraftKings as the fourth highest owned stack. Um, they're really expensive on DraftKings, so it's a little tough to reach them. Shaw does get you there a little bit. So you, you can get in, you know, Shaw helps you afford everything because he's just so cheap. What are we doing with Milwaukee uh, against Pablo Lopez here? Because, I mean, anytime you can get Milwaukee at home, I mean, these numbers these guys have are insane. And while well, Lopez is okay, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think he's good enough to get Milwaukee, uh, keep him scoreless or anything like that. Yeah, it just comes down to prioritizing. So, like, I prior, I'm prioritizing – slightly with Bellinger over Yelich today although I think they're they're probably the top two guys on on the slate in my opinion mm-hmm. um but I they're all so expensive outside of Shaw I just find myself sort of building differently I also like Pablo Lopez in general I don't think that this couldn't go very badly for him don't get me wrong the Brewers could, could put up like 15 runs against if, if they get to him early that bullpen is garbage so mm-hmm. have no problem you know they, they could score a bunch of runs but at these prices I just feel like I'd, I'd rather go other other places and they're they you know, I don't know. It's just, I'm, it's just, it's not that they're a bad stack. It's just, I, I can't like everybody. If you're playing the Brewers, here's what's going to happen. Every optimizer, let's say you're playing like a $15 tournament on DK today, the one where everybody can put in 150 lineups, all the good players, all every Milwaukee lineups probably going to have Travis Shaw. I would imagine today. Um, if you're trying to do something different and you like Milwaukee, I know it does cost a little bit more, but maybe don't include Shaw because every single optimizer lineup builder out there is going to throw Shaw in your brewer stack today. So just, uh, just keep that in mind um, as you make some, cause just cause he's just so cheap out there. Uh, and then there was one more offense I wanted to talk about. Um, you mentioned the Indian some uh, you had the, the Yankees and I, I think you were onto something and I wanted to expand on it a little bit here today. So where did they go? Um, they have been moved. Oh, here we go. Uh, they got moved over here. So what are we going to do against Richard? Uh, it's in Toronto, but like Gary, I actually like Aaron Hicks quite a bit on Yahoo batting cleanup. He's just 12 bucks. If you need like a mid tier outfielder, I think he's probably one of the best on the board, honestly. Um, yeah. He's been terrible this year against lefties, but a career has been very good against lefties yeah. and 
really good last year. This top five slash six, you can stack up to six. I don't know if it's really in your benefit to do that on Yahoo, um, just with how the pricing and the, and the scoring works. But let's let's just talk about the Yankees. I've gone over to Slate IQ. It looks like they are drawing reasonable ownership. What they're the one, two, three, four, five, six highest own stack on DraftKings, but it's all within a couple percentages of like seven or eight other teams today. It's basically the Cubs. It's Oakland because Oakland's super cheap on DraftKings today, and then it's uh, a whole bunch of other teams kind of all stacked together today. So uh, sell everyone a little bit on the Yankees, and then we'll get on out of here. It's pretty rare that you can get the Yankees against an awful pitcher, especially an awful lefty, in a good hitter's park. At, I mean, we say that they're going to have some owners. They don't have one player that's going to hit 10%. I guarantee that. I, not guarantee, but I would be really surprised if anybody in the high in any buy-in tournaments is, is – if they're higher than 10%, it'll be very, very slightly. So I feel like you're getting kind of a bargain there. Hicks is too cheap. I mean, or kind of a break there just on the ownership. But Hicks is too way too cheap. So you can actually do this cheaper than we've been able to. For me, it's it's a Hicks, Sanchez, Torres are the guys you want to try and get, obviously. I I think any plugging anybody else with – oh, and Voight, sorry. It's That makes it more expensive. But, like, I don't know. Maybe if you played LeMayhew – it is hard to do kind of cheaply, I guess. But I think I'd probably go with, like, a four-man stack of, like, Glaber, Sanchez, Hicks, and – you know, pick your other guy. I guess it'd be void for me, but I, I like them. If you flip over to plate IQ and you look at the bullpen leaderboards, you know, the absolute most trashiest bullpen in the league is Toronto too. Right. So not only do you get a bad starting pitcher, you get basically the worst bullpen in the league. They don't strike anybody out. They have a huge Woba, huge XFIP. Everything's working in their favor all game long. And uh, I don't even know if their ownership's going to get up this high. I mean, it, it's really tough when you have a, 15 game slate to try to figure out uh, ownership down to a T. So I don't envy the job that Jamino has to do on things like this, but uh, it's going to be spread out enough. They've got a big total and a good park. Uh, I, I like that call on the Yankees. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll make a couple teams of the Yankees for you, Bobby. You know, maybe I'll win some money playing tournaments tonight. Let's do it. Uh, that's going to about do it for the Yahoo show. Uh, coming up next, there's Dean and uh, I forgot who's on with Dean, but as we like to say, some poor guy who has to work with Dean uh, is coming up. And then, of course, for you premium members, uh, you'll get uh, Roth. And I think it's uh, it's Mr. Tuttle and JSU, I believe, should be on the premium show today. Uh, as always, thanks to Yahoo for sponsoring the show. Again, guys, if you want to play in their rake-free tournament, they offer one every day at low stakes. Uh, today was like 3 bucks. You got to jump in it early, either the night before or early in the morning, because everyone in DFS knows about it. It's one of the best tournaments out there. It's only 10 lineups, so you're not MMEing against a bajillion other people. There's no uploading lineups, so you're on kind of a fair playing field. Everyone's got to click the buttons to, to put their lineup in. So um, one of the best tournaments, and hats off to them uh, for offering that to us every day. Uh, Bobby, it looks like you wanted to say something. Uh, let's get that out, and then uh, let's head on out of here. No, I was just going to say good luck to everyone tonight. And, uh, yeah, like uh, I just think that you want to you wanna try and get as much exposure to different, at least a couple of these Dodger bats as possible. And I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that Alex Verdugo hits at least one home run tonight. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks to Bobby for joining me. I'm Britt, and we out you.
What is up, everybody? My name is Derek Farnsworth. I go by Notorious, uh, both across the DFS sites and on here on Roto Grinders. Uh, we are here to talk about my two PGA DFS wins over the last couple of weeks. As far as what I do on Roto Grinders, I provide content for pretty much all the sports. Uh, I do football, basketball, baseball, and golf. Keeps me busy throughout the year. I won the $44 club twirl on DraftKings. Uh, last week for $50,000 and then I won it again this week for $100,000 and the crazy thing about that is I've never had a large field GPP win um, ever in my DFS career you know I've won a lot of uh, smaller entry higher buy-in type of tournaments you know the Thunderdome those kind of things um, so it wasn't my first 100k win uh, but it was my first large field GPP win and to be able to do it two weeks in a row is pretty crazy obviously you have to be very fortunate uh, for that to happen once let alone in back-to-back -back weeks i think you know the odds of that happening are incredible